Tune in to the Neil Prenderville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. That's why we have people doing all sorts of daft things off piers and beaches and the tabloids today. You think it was July or August. People across the country basking in the glorious spring sunshine, temperatures climbing to 17. And that's a lovely story. Mind you, uh, the warm weather brought a spate of gorse fires as well. There's a spectacular photograph making the echo this morning. Uh, Cork City Fire Brigade dealing with a gorse fire in the Glen River Park uh, yesterday. The warm weather apparently meant that services had received numerous call-outs about gorse fires. That's peculiar, isn't it? Um, also, the papers this morning, of course, talk of issues regarding masks and COVID. I'm not going to dwell too much on it, but we are going through a surge at the moment, obviously. But the latest wave does not justify any further restrictions, according to Michal Martin. Now, that runs contrary to what the National Bus and Rail Union want. They want masks to be made mandatory again on public transport. I asked the question again, would it do any harm if you tran on a mask on a bus? Uh, but mask wearing is to be strongly recommended within the Oroctus, apparently. Uh, so they may well be back to wearing masks inside in the doll, but not asking people to wear masks on public transport or what have you. But the cancellation of hospital appointments and things like that dominate many of the papers. The examiner says that cancelling surgeries will, will devastate thousands, but it is happening. A lot of that actually has to do with the fact that there are 5,000 health workers out sick, out sick at the moment, uh, currently off uh, with COVID. Uh, and that's becoming an issue. But so much so within the general workforce is it becoming an issue you know, people off sick and isolating with COVID, that the plan now is to cut the isolation period as COVID runs riot in the workplace, apparently, leading to more and more staff shortages because of the new wave of cases, which incidentally will pass. Uh, and with all of that then and the impact of, uh, you know, work and, um, you know, inflation and you know, food increases and fuel costs and trying to heat your home, uh, Mick Barry is calling once and for all the government for the government to bring in a 15 euro an hour minimum wage. Now, the government has always said that that was unrealistic, but he doesn't believe it is. And he says he's got economics to back up that 15 euro is completely realistic and should be paid. The downside, of course, to aspirations like that is that employers will have to pay it and they may book with the prospect of a 15 euro minimum wage. But the chaos within our passport system, and God knows we've dealt with this. There's no week goes by that we're not intervening on behalf of someone or other or some family, sometimes with success. But many people are now cancelling their holidays days at this stage. We're getting closer and closer to holiday period. Like we're pretty much into April now. And Simon Coveney has admitted in front of the mail today that it's off the charts the amount of applications now being received. And you have to give some kind of credit to the passport office because they did bring in extra staff and huge numbers of extra staff trying to deal with the high volume. It's impossible to say what the average turnaround time is. Like the mail is suggesting that an average of seven weeks for a first-time passport to be issued, I think it's more of a lottery myself. And there are two different types of delays. One is for a first-time passport and the other is for a renewal. But one of the big problems that's highlighted with regards to to families' grief is by uh, Pat Dawson, the chief executive of the Irish Travel Agents Association, because he says that one of the big issues is a backlog trying to get a passport for a new baby in the family. And you have to get him a passport. And of course, you can't go on halls then without the new baby. And of course, he's also dealt with many, many families. He says, I know several families where they have had to miss uh, their holidays, or indeed they've had to pay excessive charge fees to airlines to change dates or what have you. Somewhat, sometimes as high as 400 euro penalties to change their dates. There's a, an awful, very, very, it's, it's just 
disgusting, the Ukrainian refugee victim story making the mirror today. This is a couple who spent 15 days escaping Kiev in their Kiev in their car, eventually arriving in Dublin. It's on the front of the mirror today. Their plan was to stay overnight in uh, the uh, hotel in Dublin and then travel to Cork the next day, which had been, I imagine, this morning. Uh, but they were robbed. They came down this morning and found every single thing in their car robbed all of their possessions right down to everything and anything they, they said they're quoted in the paper this morning saying they took all of our belongings our clothes our shoes a laptop a tablet uh, which was all we could carry when we left Kiev under the sound of bombing some welcome to that Ukrainian couple who, who fled 3,000 kilometers to Ireland to have their car broken into overnight in an underground car park papers also talk of um, you know a possible a possible Potential cyber attack at RTE. Apparently, someone sent them um, little SD cards, sellotaped inside a package to uh, RTE Cork and RTE Waterford. I assume they had the cop on not to use them. But you know the trans debate that we were discussing earlier in the week? Um, and the, the, that conversation kicked off, actually, because it had to do with the transgender American swimmer Leah Thompson. Thomas, who, who was a man and transitioned to a, a woman and went through a lot of the protocols actually asked in America with regards to transitioning. And that was, um, you know, with regards to hormonal treatments. Um, but the athletes uh, wouldn't stand on the podium next to Leah Tom- Thomas when the gold medal was won in the freestyle. The silver and the bronze medal is, stood aside. Sonia Sullivan has said that transgender athletes should not be allowed to compete in a women's sport because they just have an unfair advantage. Uh, she was talking on News Talk. She says it's not a fair playing field in any shape or form that a male who becomes a transgender woman are allowed to then compete against biological women. She says it just doesn't make sense that they should be allowed to do that at all. And a couple of stories then regarding your health, welfare and diet. Three of them actually well, two. Uh, one is to do with diet drinks. Um, and if you didn't know it, they really can be dangerous to your health. And there's research out again, and it's done for the first time, saying that diet drinks can actually raise the risk of cancer. While at the same time, coffee reduces it, apparently. You need to be baiting three cups of it into you every single day, certainly to reduce the risk of heart disease. So I don't know uh, whether you could also counteract the risk of drinking diet drinks, but they're bad for you and coffee's good for you. But there is one court case, very interesting one, a woman by the name of Geraldine McLaren. I have no skin in the game here. I have no issue with the woman going to court to try and win her case and to prove that she did swallow petrol. But she brought a 60,000 euro damages claim against a garage and uh, lost it yesterday. The judge dismissed the case. What happened, you may ask? Well, just very quickly. She was a driver, pulled in for petrol. She claimed the fuel splashed into her mouth from the filling station pump. She went to court to prove her case yesterday and she said that she got dizzy after swallowing the petrol and felt pain in her mouth and throat. She said uh, what happened was that when the nozzle of the pump which had worked normally for others, it jammed when she put it into her car tank and she pressed more firmly, she claimed, and the petrol splashed out into her mouth all over her cardigan, her sleeve and her trouser legs. She said she had to use mouthwash to get rid of the taste and she said her doctor prescribed painkiller sulpidine after the incident at a Maxwell station in Dublin. Um, The judge um, said that you, you may have been splashed significantly uh, all over your clothes, but none of it, that CCTV footage, none of it went anywhere near your mouth.
dismissed the claim. Don't know what the story is with costs. The Neil Prenderville Show. One bit of good news for you with regards to Cork Airport. Somebody sent me a photograph this morning of a big Irish, the full Irish. Uh, the food court at Cork Airport has reopened. And I'll tell you one thing, if that photograph that I was sent is anything to go by, they're dishing out some fine food at Cork Airport. It's great to have the hot food forecourt open again. Well done to all concerned. Not before time. Now, back to some topics that we were dealing with earlier in the week. Now, you know, we I, I was talking... I don't know, it was around Wednesday, I was talking to Sharon on air about a property that she was almost scammed out of in Montanati. It was just too good to be true. You know, you won't get a three-bedroom in Montanati for in and around €1,200. Euro. Uh, but that actually prompted a call from, from Gillian. Unfortunately, not good news. But Gillian, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank you so much. Can I also say thanks for sending me all of the paperwork and the emails and the back and forth from various people. But just the story itself, because your call was probably prompted by Sharon's call on Tuesday. What happened to your daughter? Um, it's nearly the exact same story as that girl, Sharon, but it was um, just homes.ie. Yeah. And uh, now, obviously, we've done our own investigation since then, and um, she saw the ads on just homes.ie emailed them, they emailed her back, said that um, it had been reported that it was a scam property and that they were investigating it. No, wait, well, just one second. She, she saw a property that she wanted to rent and she got on to the alleged landlord, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because and it, was a private, it was a private landlord because, you see, she got onto my, my home.ie and got the email off them, got an email off them two days later saying they'd finished their investigation that it was a genuine property that yeah. you could go ahead, go ahead and deal with the landlord. But that was a fraudulent email, the second one. Ah, just so like she, Sharon, the email that she got back yeah. saying that it was kosher was also a yeah. scam email. It wasn't from yeah. my home.ie. No, it she wasn't. She clicked no, a link on the ad. Yeah, exactly. Okay, go ahead. So she, yeah. She went on then and she clicked the link for the private landlord on the second um, email. And it was um, Marie Russell at vivadench.com. Right. So she contacted her, the lady got back to her, um, explained all about the property, that it was coming up for lease on the 21st of March. Um, and that she could move in on the 22nd. And let's just say um, it's a Cork suburban property, which I don't want to name because somebody yeah. owns it and they know nothing about what's going on. Okay. It was actually sold privately last week. We did our checkups on that. It was sold privately. It has, it has never been leased or anything yeah. along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Um, so she clicked the link. Uh, this lady emailed her, told her she could have property. It was 1,400 per month. Is this the, is 1, this one? Hello. Thank you for your inquiring about my house. Is this the one? The property is available. Monthly rent is 1,400. Yeah. It includes yeah. internet, Wi-Fi, parking. It's fully furnished, fully equipped, clean and ready for you to use. You can lease it for a month or up to five years. Uh, a bit about yeah. myself. I'm a mother of four children and divorced. The property was one in the divorce. This the one? Yep, and I had at least yep. three times before you to great families and couples. In general, I have leased using Airbnb services, 100% safe and transparent. few details about the property. Prime location, free Wi-Fi internet. <laughs> Bed, linen and towels included. Tastefully and comfortably decorated. Kitchen and bathroom. Entire place. No sharing. You will rent the whole house. The 
the prices for the entire house available now for long term couples, students looking for a job, professionals, all are welcome. No fees, private landlord. Wow, that sounds yeah. like a dream come true. And like it was a one thousand four hundred deposit, one thousand four hundred for the first month's rent, plus just had insult injury for my daughter, uh, twenty four euros um transaction fee. Correct. And that um totals two thousand eight hundred and twenty three euro. Okay. What happened next? Um so she was emailing with the lady and um, so the second email she got from her saying I'm going to put the property online um, you can go for the property, you can send send through the stuff, but if you send it if you send me through all the details and send the money through straight away, it'll be just classed as yours. You, you, it's not even up for a bar type thing. Okay, and tell me you this, know? was there also photographs of the interior and the different rooms and the decoration there and was, the furniture? Yeah. Yeah. And were they were they all gorgeous, yeah? yeah? Oh, lovely. And uh, obviously then on Tuesday, we heard your, your show was heard on Tuesday by one of the parents um, who contacted us. We then started doing our own checkup on the property and the estate agents who had it up for sale had a video. I showed the, my daughter the video of the interior, completely different video to the pictures that had been sent to her. So okay. it's where they're, I mean, obviously, like I've obviously, as I said, I've done my own investigation since then. And this email address is also advertising property. It's the one in Montanati, this other one and another property in Galway. Correct. So I'm presuming my daughter isn't the only person. Correct. Because she's been to plenty of viewings. They've had the big queues. They've had all this. But it's for me. It sort of comes back to the old thing. If it's too good to be true, it's then it's not true. Your daughter transferred the entire amount, did she? Yeah, transferred the entire amount. We went to the we heard the show on Tuesday. Went to, got onto her online banking, and they said um, all they could do is send an email to this other bank that the money has more likely left the country. So we went then to the guards and the guards literally took one look at the IBAN address and said, that's an Irish IBAN address. So it takes five days for the money to transfer through. So we went to the branch and basically at our bank branch, they told us the exact same thing. We can only send an email to this other bank and ask them to to get onto the customer and ask the customer to give the money back. What other bank no, was it, do you know? If I'm a know scammer, the... I'm not going to <laughs> hand anything back to any bank. If no, you're a scammer, you're not. Like, if you're engaged in criminal yeah. activity, criminals don't give it back when they're asked. No, they don't. Exactly. No. What no, banks were they? Probably. What banks were involved, do you know? Um, well, the bank that she emailed it to, it was, the, e- the IVAN address was IE36PS. No, I don't, I don't need that. I just, do you know the bank, the actual bank, was it? Yeah, it's called prepaid prepaid financial services limited and the beneficiary on All right, the other okay. side is C. Hennigan well that, that that probably is the trail that's the trail then I don't know whether you'll be yeah, able to follow that trail or not the of all this details they, you know, they, they, they were very impressed with my daughter because she had an awful lot more details they're dealing with other cases regarding the same kind of thing yeah. but she had an awful lot more details because when I get a bee in my bonnet I get a bee in my bonnet but do you think the money's I, in Ireland do you think it's overseas and gone well it may still it, be here the banker saying that it, it, there's nothing they can do basically but the guards reckon that it's still within Ireland yeah. because of the fact that it's an, it's an Irish 
bank account that it's been a transfer to. Uh, correct, and a kind of an Irish name, unless that name is also fake. The other, they're also doing the same thing in. Okay, says so Montanati. That's you in a Cork suburb in a housing estate. The story in Montana in Galway is quite similar. It's a fourteen hundred a month. My name is Russell. I'm the landlord of, the, of an apartment in County Galway. Sorry for applying so late. Blah 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 blah. Same old thing. Fourteen hundred a month. Yeah. Fourteen hundred deposit service fee. Again, in and around twenty eight hundred. Yeah. She must be absolutely heartbroken. I mean, that's hard-earned money. Like, this was, uh, it would have been their first, this is what is killing us more than anything. It was like their, it would be their first experience of living out in the real world. They saved hard for it. It's like, it it was my daughter's money that was the the deposit because she had it in her account. Her friends then were going giving it to her. So they were all excited, Uh. like right down to, they had bought pots and pans beforehand. They had bought other stuff for the house. They were looking forward to sort of like cooking and they were packing up all their stuff because it was supposed to be today. They were getting the keys and the whole lot and boom, it's all, it's all gone. And in hindsight, so, not wanting to sound unkind, did they at any stage yeah. think there was a risk involved in this, that it was too good to be true? Or maybe they just live in a much happier world. They don't think, think like that. It, I think with them, it was the excitement took over. No, we, the parents, were only sort of getting bits and pieces about it. No, if we had been more involved, like when I heard the first email, like I've never heard a landlord giving a description of their life to anybody. You know, the house was won in a divorce battle. I wouldn't expect any landlord. said it a million times, lads. When they're explaining, they're losing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like, I mean, hindsight being 2020 vision, unfortunately, They've, they've got caught and they've got caught big time. It's and unfortunately, they paid money over first, believing that they would get yeah. keys, having never visited the property. That's not the normal way that and these things like progress. Specified, like what, what triggered me the second time was when she spe- specified in the second email, don't come back, with, don't come back at me with other conclusions because I won't consider them. And I'm pre- presuming that sort of referred to like the Happer stuff, anything like that. Yeah, this is um, yeah, this is a. Uh, she specified that in the second email, like you, and it guarantees that if you pay through the Airbnb, your money is secure. Yeah, there's no point in organising visits or viewings because I'm 100 percent sure that someone will release it by the 22nd of March. So yeah, that, that's kind of and implying don't hang around. Minutes, yeah, which and literally like put in a five minute uh, sort of like time frame, so they sort of jumped. They like knee jerk reaction. Excitement, they jumped it's to this. It's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It you really know, and truly so is. And been at loads of viewings, loads of viewings, but it's the, the, the biggest, like, in fairness, they're four very, very good children, I have to say that. But, like, the thing is, landlord references, they, like, they're all coming from home and moving out. And they so need, the, and they need to do that. They need their own space. They need their yeah. own lives. You know, like. But they they haven't got the landlord references because they're coming from home. But they have job references and all this kind of thing because they've been at loads of other viewings and they're not even considered because of the fact that they haven't got former references and yeah. stuff like that. So that's why when this one came up and like they were told, yeah, you can have the property. They, that's when. The excitement took over. They were delighted. I know, I know. They spent last weekend packing and buying, as I said, pots and pans oh, and oh, everything God. you could think of now to, for them, for their own home comforts, for their new home. Oh, my God. And, and here we are now, a week later, 2,824 euros gone 
and nothing can be done about it by the bank. So, like as the guard said there, no, in fairness, the guard was very good. The bank said it was gone out of the country and the, the guard just took one look at the IBAN and he said that's an Irish IBAN account. Go straight out to the actual branch itself of the bank and point this out to them and tell them you want to talk to the fraud department. The fraud department won't deal with it because of the fact that she actually did the transaction herself. So all she can do is dispute the um, payment. Oh, the bank is saying that she willingly volunteered to give the money and yeah. it wasn't taken against her yeah. wishes. Yeah, that's unfortunate, yeah. isn't it? You know, that, I mean... Do you think that this character, or this bunch who are one or more, I don't know, have caught many people like this? You say a lot oh, of people have viewed exactly the property. Without. I mean, like, if I, like, it was only on Tuesday after hearing your show. So, like, that was Tuesday. We obviously dealt with the bank, then went to the guards, then went to the branch... Then I came home and started Googling the email address and other stuff. So, like, if I'm able to find all these other properties and stuff that are up for advertisement, you can be sure there's other people out there, like my daughter and her friends. Oh, my God. You know, there's there's so much money to be, there's so much money to be made at this scam. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, the other property in Montanati, I'm sure there's other people who said, oh, you know, I mean, in fairness to the lady Sharon, she was able to figure out, you know, no, this sounds way too dodgy and turned her back on it there. And then, you know, unfortunately enough, my daughter didn't think they got too excited because of the fact of all the viewings they'd been to and had been turned on at. So they just they just went for it, basically. I know. I know. Sadly, I know. But I reckon that there is an awful lot more people out there who have gone, who have, and it's, it's the same email addresses popping up on all the... And also, you know, there's a, you know, you you click on a link to check with, um, is it myhome.ie, was that it? Myhome.ie. There's a yeah, link that you click to check to see if it's on a fraudulent list or if it's kosher. And of course, that link is also part of the scam. You think you're clicking yeah. on a legit link, but it's a part of the scam. It's... Yeah. It's quite simple like, in the way that it's set Googling, up. Even Googling that lady's um, email address, well, she's claiming to be, I'm presuming she has actually robbed someone else's identity, whoever it is, yeah. has robbed someone else's identity and is using their identity. But, like, I was able to Google it and I was able to find these other properties that she has, she are up for advertisement under this email Okay, address. what are you going to do next? Um, well, we're hoping that the guards are going to be able to track down the email address and find out because if it is an Irish bank account, you know, as they said, it's it's an IBAN bank account, which so that's Irish. Now, like, if I transfer money to you and you're a different bank to me, it takes five days for the transa- transaction to go through. You still have time then? Yeah, so, like, the money went out for account on Monday, so we were at the bank on Tuesday. So, like, that's what I was saying to the girl in the bank when we went in there first. And she said, yeah, that's right. And then we were put onto the online banking and they said, no, because she put through the transaction herself. All we can do is send an, e- an email to the other bank and ask the other bank to ask their customer to give the money back. Oh, no. So I think the best case there would be to see if there was guard intervention within Guard of Fraud Squad, you know. Will you let me know how things yeah. go in that regard? I will, yeah. It's just, I mean, I, do, like, I feel far, I feel sorry for, I mean, the reason we wanted to make it known, and I mean, it's not to embarrass my daughter or any of her friends or anybody else, but it's because we don't want other people being caught. Because obviously there is, they're not the only the people same, yeah, Listen, if it's too good to be true, or it seems to be coming to you too easily, it's fraud. Yeah. It's a scam. 
They're criminals. Yeah. You know, stop and think. Yeah, exactly. Stay you in know, touch with me, Gillian, will you? Know, you? They have got caught. They are still, I mean, obviously, they've started looking again straight away, you know, but we're going to be an awful lot more involved in it this time round. Yeah. Listen, if anybody then, comes yeah, back to me with anything that might suit, I'll pass it on to you, all right? That would be perfect. Not Thank at all. You so much. Okay, you never know. That's Thanks, Gillian. Stay in touch. It. Cheers. No all problem. the best. Take Thank care. You. Take care. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now on the new number 0818 104 uh, Don't you just love when the sun is shining? Don't you love it even more when the sun is shining on a Friday? Into the weekend we go, and of course, Mother's Day, and you're absolutely spoilt. A little later on, after 10, I'll start telling you more about what we have for you. But I can just tell you at this stage afternoon tea at the Castle Martyr Resort. And we have four of those prizes to give away for the mams in your world, in your life. Four for an indulgent and sparkling afternoon tea for two at Castle Martyr Resort. I was down walking the grounds there recently and it is absolutely splendid. They're putting on a big new extension and a massive new uh, reception area down there. It looks fantastic. So more on that after 10. But it's a free food Friday again today with Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool. So 15 of you, maybe even more, will be fed. So I would like to know who you are and where you are. Text 0868104106 and Roosters, Piri Piri will feed the whole lot of you with uh, starters including chicken wings, chicken skewers and beef skewers. The mains include chicken wraps, chicken pittas, and beef burgers. You're going to get the piri-piri sauce. You're going to get the piri-salted fries, rice, waffle fries, mayo, garlic piri-mayo, the lot. And then you can build your own cheesecake for dessert. So it'll feed at least 15 of you. And you can get your own Brewster's piri-piri at the weekend through roosterspiripiri.com, Douglas and Blackpool. So text who you are and where you are to 0868104106. I mentioned a story there, just looking at the newspapers early, earlier, of Anas and Olena. Um, they were completely and utterly cleaned out and robbed in the underground car park of a Dublin hotel. They spent 15 days travelling from Kiev uh, to Dublin, stayed in the hotel overnight, and then were travelling down to Cork, they were supposed to travel down to Cork yesterday morning. But when they went down into the car park, they found that their car window was uh, smashed. Their car was broken into in the underground car park and everything inside it was robbed. All of their belongings, all of their clothes, all of their shoes, their laptop, their tablet, which was all they could carry when they left the uh, bombing of Kiev. So they're obviously distraught and heartbroken. I don't know whether they've come to Cork just yet uh, as to whether they have started on their trip or whether they have arrived in Cork. But that story prompted a call uh, from Tony O'Reardon of Tony's Menswear on Marlborough Street. Tony, good morning. Morning, Nate. How are you? Great to catch up with you. It's been years since I've seen you. How's it been? It's It's good, yeah. Back on track now after the COVID, so things are pretty good at the moment. Well done. Well, I hope you go Uh, from strength to strength because your stuff is just incredible. Do you know something? I'm I'm looking at an awful lot of photo shoots in different magazines, you know, men's photo shoots recently, and you seem to be clothing all of the stars these days. Well done. There we are. Yeah, we keep them in a bit of style anyway, need, you know, and um, so if you can keep at that, it'd be fantastic, you know. Absolutely fantastic. All right, my man, fair play to you. So you were moved by this story, the story of Anna Sandolina. I saw it yesterday evening, Neil, and I was just before I switched on to you this morning, come in, it was on another uh, programme, but um, so... I believe Anas and Olina are in, in the Cork area today. So if um, if Anas or if you're on to them later on, we can sort them over. Trying to Tony find them at the moment, Tony. You know, I'd love to yeah, chat with them. Yeah. I am trying to find them, yeah. Okay, no problem. But Neil, listen, the offer is there and um, we can do some casual clothing from obviously, he's, he's, I'm not sure what his plans are. Is he going to stay in Cork for a while or whatever? But, you know, we can do some jeans, some casual clothing, shoes, etc. Polo shirts with the weather improving. 
And uh, look, we'll, we'll do our little bit there if we can. It's a pity we don't do the ladies' wear for Olina, but maybe some other corp boutiques might come on board, Neil, for you're Olina. You're spot know? on there. Maybe somebody might do yeah. the very same as you're offering yeah. for um, uh, Alina. That would be a lovely thing. I would, just to get them back on, on, on track in some shape or form after the ordeal. They but they have, have nothing. They through. literally came with the clothes I in their know, back and what they had in the car and everything's gone. I know. Look, as I say, Neil, if you can track them down, uh, we're here all day today, we're here tomorrow, there's no issue. You can pop in the door, we'll do it nice and quietly, we won't embarrass the gentleman or anything, and then we'll sort them out. Be the best dressed man on Lee's side. <laughs> he will, he will, he will. Besides he will, yourself, yeah, yeah. that is, Tony, besides yourself. Yeah, yeah, Neil. And yourself, Neil. <laughs> uh, All right, I'll see you soon. That's a great offer. Yes, Thank you so much. Thanks, Neil. Talk soon. Cheers, Bye, Tony. Bye. Fair play. He's one, of the, he's one of the greatest guys in the world. He really is. He's in men's fashion for years and years, and we go back a long, long time. If you haven't visited his shop, then you should. You want to see some serious clobber in there. Tony's menswear on Marlborough Street. So, we are endeavouring to track down um, uh, the couple Annas and Olina. So, if we can sort, we've sorted out um, clothing for Annas. Wouldn't it be great if there was a boutique listening right now who might like to give some clothing uh, to Olina? You know, literally, all they have is what they went to bed with and woke up and put on this morning. Everything else in the car was completely and utterly well, the car was trashed and the windows were smashed and everything was stolen. So it'd be great if there was a boutique we'd like to come on board. And hopefully between now and midday, fingers crossed, we may be able to track down uh, the couple themselves, Anas and Olina. But thank you to Tony. Very kind of you. Uh, listen, I might be a little bit behind the eight ball on this, but there's a tailback. A trailer is stuck at traffic lights up around Mayfield. It's blocking traffic. I'm even slow to use the term Tinker's Cross. I'm still using that term Tinker's Cross in Mayfield. So it's blocking traffic. So you might want to think about an alternative route. Anyway, to the phone lines we go. Text 0868104106 if you'd like to get involved in the conversation. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Um, That's funny. You, this is the second Anthony O'Reardon you have on. You have two in a row. Oh, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say you know Tony's well. I'd say. Do you, do you, um, do you go there? Yes, you, yeah. But up to you like your bit of style. Call me Tony. I'd smash them in the face. <laughs> I'm Anthony. Let's fight and talk for a Friday morning. Fair play to you. Uh, anyway, did you want to pick up on the the passport story from this morning? Yes, I can't make out how the government. The government department in particular, how there can be such a backlog in passports and thousands of people can come into the country. Maybe rightly so. Some people might agree, but if some people think we're taking too much and they can be automatically given a, a PPS number and a medical card and accommodation. And yes, uh, yeah. our own people for years <laughs> are suffering. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. overnight, they can just pull it out of their, I won't say where, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, you know, different, different departments, different departments maybe. I think, I don't know, maybe that's it. There's no actual physical printing or anything or making a passport, putting it together, looking for... for they, I mean, they may look for a photograph for a PPS number, but it's probably a lot more straightforward, you know? The guard of vetting? I don't, I don't know what to say about that. I think the yeah, only I people who've been guard of vetted are the people. Could we have a, a Ukrainian version of Myra Hindley or Rose West coming over? Like, you know, we don't know. Well, I don't know. Is that being are altogether they being vetted? You know, I think I don't, don't think I don't think they want to be here. You know what I mean? They're they're here out of necessity, not to come over here to to do anything illegal or criminal. But how you know? many have gone to the UK and how many have gone to America and Australia? 
I think the only people that are guarded vetted are the families of the homes that are taking refugees. You think that they should be refu- the refugees should be guarded vetted? Yes, of course they should be. Okay, okay. but I suppose you don't want to be letting in. Would you let a total stranger into your house? Um, you're talking about women and children, though. That doesn't matter. A woman could be a psycho as well as a man. All right. Okay. Well, you know, I and I just kind of think, you know, like if your family were struggling and you gave all your wages away to the neighbours up the road because they were in a bad situation. I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and your own family is the Irish yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. How can they move so quickly in regards to refugees, but yet can have 200,000 people screaming and roaring for a passport? I know what you're saying. I know what you're No, it's a good point. Yeah, I it's mean, a good it's, point. It's, it's, it's absolutely outrageous. And that, that was a funny coincidence now this morning. Anthony and Anthony. Two Anthony O'Reardons in a row. Have a good weekend. Take care, pal. Cheers. Text 0868104106. Lots yesterday on the Varadkar and Healy race spat in the doll. Are they seriously talking about airy fairies? Who cares? Move on. There should be nothing talked about, only the problems that this country is going through. But they get more upset about being called names. They need to move on. Healy Ray doesn't always get those expressions back on. Recently, he told the Taoiseach that he was scraping the barrel when the expression is scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> really, Kieran? I suppose you're right, technically. We're just coming out of a global pandemic and there's a world war going on around us. Wouldn't you think the leader of a country would have more important things to talk about than a squabble in a schoolyard over being called a name like a fairy? Where's his leadership quality, says Eileen. Uh, when we hear, when will we hear from Bono on the airy fairy affair? His silence is deafening. How will we know when what's the right thing to think unless Bono speaks? Says Peter. Uh, Leo's response to the Healy Rays is just a typical of a propped up Fine Gael waster. She was only there as Tonishta and Tishuk or whatever um, because of the gay rights campaign. <laughs> How do you make that out? Recall what Leo did during the pandemic when he slated the UK approach to lockdowns whilst he cancelled Electric Picnic. He jumped on the government jet the next morning to head off to the UK to a music festival to sit there on the beer, picking his nose, if I remember. Recall what he told young Irish people to do during the housing debate. He told them, ask your parents for your inheritance early or move in with them or leave the country. Need any more be said on Leo. Uh, not a fan of Healy Ray, but Leo is a waster. Leo is only there after the fifth count of votes and a default shambolic government formation that shafts the actual will of the people. That's powerful talk. Keep those texts coming. Text 0868-104-106. Linda, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm well. You have LD Boutique in Ballyvalan, am I right? That's right. Yeah. How's things going for you? Good, um, you know, it's it, it, it's busy some weeks, you know, and then it's quiet, you know, obviously coming up to Paddy's Day and stuff like that, you know, things quiet down, but uh, I'm the, really busy the, at the moment. Yeah, the change in season, you know, and, and, and the new, all the new summer range, I suppose, that's when it kicks in again, isn't it? It so, is, yeah, exactly. People are starting to go on holidays now again, so it's starting to pick up a bit. So and where are you based uh, in Ballyvalan? I actually just run from home at the moment. Good for um, you. Yeah, so it's just um, it's something that I started off about two years ago. How does that work so, from home? Is a lot of it online or, or what? Yeah, so I just do a lot of it through uh, Facebook. I did have uh, I have a website ready to go, but I was talking to you there last year, uh, Neil, about um, I was caught for six thousand um, for a log cabin, um, and it, the company went into liquidation. Yeah, whatever so happened it's there. Like, 
Um, to be fair, no, I had a company come out, um, but they were looking for big money again, so it's just like starting from scratch again. So I, I'll have it hopefully by the end of the summer this year. Okay, because you need property, don't you? You need somewhere to you put You do, yeah, exactly. Well, you if do. there's anything that you need to push on the business, do come back and let me know. I've been encouraging new startups out of lockdown to get in touch with me on my Instagram page. So do come back to me through my Brilliant. Instagram page on that. Yeah, so basically I'm just uh, ringing if that Ukrainian woman wants, if you get in touch with her, I've no problem kissing her out. I do everything from shoes to um, underwear, uh, jeans, you know, casual gear. So if there's awesome. anything at all, For I, I leave my number. Yeah, I leave my number and she can contact me or yourself can contact me and she can come up and I kiss her out. That is such a lovely gesture and I hope you get it back in spades. So that's Olina dressed by JD Boutique in Ballyvalan and Anna's dressed by Tony's menswear on Marlborough Street. Um, that's so kind of you. Thank you. No Thank problem you, at all. Yeah, okay. no problem. And if, people, and if people want to see what you do, how can they get in touch with you? Um, so, like, they can go on to my Facebook page, which is LD Boutique, and all the contact details are on there. Fantastic. You're very kind. I really no do problem. appreciate it. Thank no you. Thank you so much. I'll leave my number anyway. Thank okay, you. thanks, Linda. Thank now you. we Bye. just need to find Anas and Olina. Let's see if that happens. Neil's got a new number. Call him now on 0818104106. Between now and midday today, we have wonderful bouquets of flowers to give away from Stacy from Shandon Flowers. We gave away one bunch yesterday with five bouquets to give away today. We also have that afternoon tea at Casa Marta Resort. That's our real winner. This is a beautiful indulgent afternoon tea with uh, I imagine uh, you will get yourself a little drop of Prosecco as well and I'll tell you exactly what will be on the plates and how you can win that at Castle Marto Resort if that wasn't enough for you it's Roosters Peri Peri Free Food Friday we'll do the first shout outs just after 10 this morning now I'm going to park this after these few texts but this is to do with the spat between Big response to this, incidentally. Lots of people texting on it. Varadkar and Healy Ray. Can we listen to more important things than that rubbish about Leo? He's like a spoiled child. Get over it. Get the country sorted instead. This is typical of Leo Varadkar playing the gay card, but we'll never forget what Varadkar did to the ladies involved in the cervical smear scandal. He treated them like dirt. Yeah, Healy Ray is dead right. Varadkar is trying to play it off that he was saying something about him being gay. He's dead right about what he said, and Leo was just deflecting. Uh, funnily enough, Leo Varadkar proved Michael Healy Ray point that he's out of touch with the people of Ireland by getting offended by an age-old Irish phrase like away with the airy fairies well away with the fairies is one that I knew very well away with that airy fairies is what caused the debate God help the country at the time when the world is in crisis what we need is a real government to guide us through what's here now and what's coming if you ask me all Irish politicians are a disgrace and they're all away with the fairies says Dennis and two or three more Uh, Neil Neil hit the nail on the head what's the difference between away with the fairies and away with the airy fairies. So what's the problem? I wonder if using the term hitting the nail in the head is offensive to nails. What do you think? And just one or two more. Can't believe this is actually an issue that's discussing, being discussed. Uh, it's No malice at all was thrown at Leo whatsoever. I've often said to someone, you're away with the airy fairies. Is Leo really that sensitive? I think it's a joke and making someone apologize when they, what, what, when they did when they did and said nothing wrong is a disgrace in itself. Ridiculous even giving it airtime. Let's talk about something more interesting. Love the show. I'm from Kerry and that phrase for years is used and we still use it. Loads of hoo-ha about nothing at all. I'd rather politicians to be human, which is sometimes to be sloppy in language. 
rather than be robotic and hide behind press statements. My dad always said it, what rubbish. We can't say anything now without someone being offended. And Paul says, finally, as a gay man myself, Leo would want to cop on if he's offended by the term airy-fairy. He's been called far worse, even by the gay community. Grow up, Leo, says Paul. That's a selection. I may get more a little later on. Back after 10, text 0868104106. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie. And you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on The Big Red Bench. That's The Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM This is the Neil Prenderville Show Alright, keep your Mother's Day text coming Tell us why your mam deserves one of our wonderful prizes Across the morning this morning Text 0868 104 106 While all that's happening, of course it's a free food Friday Roosters Perry Perry will feed 15 of you at work Morning to Karen and all the colleagues At O'Donovan's Pharmacy in Balafihan Morning everybody at uh, Twilight News Patrick Street, Paul Street and the bus station At Parnell Place To Blue Skip Hire Company in Cove. Morning to Trevor and everybody working there. They're a new Skip Hire Company that started in June last year. AP Vaughan Recycling and Tower, 5th and 6th class from Kerry Pike National School. Would love roosters today. They're making their confirmation at Claheen at 11 o'clock. To Lillian and everybody at Compass Cleaners at Boston Scientific. Morning Lillian. To Lehan Motors, uh, they sell Toyota. Bookstation in Douglas Court in Douglas Shopping Centre. Uh, to everybody at Impact Metals in Glanmire. Impact Ireland Metals at Glanmar. Um, actually, book state, the book station in Douglas Shopping Centre featured on the programme earlier in the week because they're very, very good to various charities. Wonderful people there. Monique in Castletown Bear is coming up to Cork on Sunday for Mother's Day and would love a feed of roosters, Piri Piri. Broderick's Chemist in Barrick Street. Noreen's Hair Studio in White's Cross. And if you don't mind, they're supposedly the best hairdressers in the world. And who am I to disagree? That's Noreen, Lynn, Breda, Ita, uh, maybe it's Ita, uh, Catherine, Sheila and Ella all walking hard in the lovely sunshine. The Puffin Ward at the CUH, area carpet and flooring, uh, block wall developments in Ballinglana and finally Prestige Hair Salon in Glanmire. That's the first bunch of shoutouts. We'll do some more in about 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes time. So text who you are and where you are to 0868104106. Back after the break. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at NeilRedFM. Cynthia, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks so much for taking the call. I know it's a traumatic time in the family, um, and uh, thank you for getting in touch with me. Are you are you happy to share what happened to your, your nine-year-old son? I am, yes, just to raise awareness and just to prevent this from happening to other children. Yeah. Like, but, um, yeah, definitely. And this was on the school bus. Now, this is not an isolated incident, apparently. I'll come back to that again a little later on. I've also been contacted by another mother, but... The school bus was taking your son to school, right? And there were other students on the on the bus. What happened? Okay, so he gets he gets the bus back from school. So I drop him off in the morning before I head off to work. Yeah. So I'm at work when he gets back from the bus. So um, this actually happened on Monday. So he got back from school and I was like, how was your day? And he's like, mom, there was an issue on the bus. And I was like, geez, what happened? And he was like, I. so it all started off with him bringing out his lunchbox. They're not allowed to bring out their lunchbox. In, on the bus but he was trying to get his water bottle because he was thirsty which they're obviously allowed to drink water so as he was doing this another child said to him you're not allowed to do that and he was like I'm trying to get my water so leave me alone and then the child turned around and said the N word to him that's the N-I-W-G-E-R yeah okay. yeah, okay. yeah. I just out of the blue like, no no I wouldn't expect you to you say know what I mean? oh. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's that to him. And I was like, like when he said that to me, no joke, my heart dropped because, like, you never wish 
for something like this on your child ever. Like, even though at the back of my head, I'm like, God, you know, obviously I'm a parent. I know how the world is. I know sometime he's going to obviously come across a racial slur. Because of the colour of his skin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that he, you know that he, 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 on a scuba. Yeah, you're, you're saying you know? that, he, of course he shouldn't, but you're saying you believe as a mother that it's inevitable he will at some stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Unfortunately, like, I don't want to believe it. I don't want to think like that, but, like, I just feel like, especially with boys sometimes, they have it harder, you know, same as girls, but, like, you know, yeah. And the, but the, anyway, the guy who called him the N-word, was he a similar yeah. age? he's younger than my son that's the funny thing and like how does a child that age know or be confident in saying something like that and not only that after even my like because my son was with two of his friends on the bus and they turned around and they were like that's not a nice word to say you don't say that like you don't say that bro you know like on the bus yeah and he then said well at least i'm not black yeah, it's a very valid point oh you God. make. Who's teaching seven, eight, and nine-year-olds oh. to speak like this and to develop this kind of racial prejudice at such a young age? I, I Where are they it. learning it? Are they learning it at home? Are they learning it on social media? Honestly, Where? I think it all starts from like it all starts from home. These aren't like if it was a teenager, I totally be like, okay, maybe they picked up something online or YouTube or some, but not when you're seven, eight years of age, like. Okay. Um, they obviously pick it up from their surroundings or wherever they are. Okay, okay. What happened next? Because, so, um, obviously, when he said that then, my son went up to the bus driver to report what had happened. And the bus driver then moved the boy from where he was sitting away from my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the end of it. So I didn't hear from this, from even the bus company. My son came home to tell me this. So I got in contact with them to be like, look, there was an incident on the school bus and my son made me aware of it. And I was just like, my son never, like my son never even received an apology. Well, just be like, yeah, an apology from the kid or from the bus driver? Uh, not from the, but no, not from like for the bus driver, from, for the bus driver to, be, to tell this little boy, like, that's not a good word. Say sorry to this other boy that you've offended because you shouldn't use those words. Yeah, adult intervention, if you like. Yeah? Exactly, because yeah. obviously there are kids at the end of the day, and I totally am I'm, I'm aware of that, you know, but just so that boy knows, like any child knows by saying sorry, they know they that, were in the wrong. Yeah, and that there should be some kind of reprimand. Um, exactly. Would, would, it be, would it be good for the company to issue some kind of uh, a guideline to parents or, is, or the exactly. school so or something? Because you're not an isolated case. There is also another mother who's been in touch with me. I don't know if it's the same bus or the same young fella. It's the same bus company, yeah, that takes the school kids to school she tells me that she tells me that uh, her child was on the bus and some kids said to her child I don't like you because you're black yes and this happened in December on the same bus and the same bus driver was aware of it okay so what do the what do the company say the coach company so I received a call today from the owner of the company And he was like, he asked me if I was the child's mom. I said I was. And then he said to me, "Um, the issue has been resolved. Everything has been dealt with. No more. I don't want to hear any of it. And I was like, sorry, are you raising your voice at me or are you giving out to me? Because I was expecting a call back the last two days 
I was trying to contact them. They weren't picking up my calls. Since it's only today that someone got back to me and they were like, that's it, that's the end of it. And I was like, no, that's not the end of it because my son never received an apology. And he continued on to say, yes, he did. And I was like, no, he didn't. He was like, yes, he did. The bus driver said, your son got an apology on Monday. So this, like, I literally had to take a long break of work today to go to the bus stop where my son gets off the bus so I could speak to someone of course you would my as a son, mother. Yeah, of my, course you like, would. I, my son only received an apology today because I had to be there to speak I, to the bus driver. I'd be like, my son never received an apology. An apology from the kid who called him the N-word? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Where, where's the, where um, the, you know the kid who called him the N-word? Were they, were they, was his parents called at all? They were, because I made, I made my son's school aware of it because they both go to the same school. Okay. So my son's school did say they did call the parents and the parents said they were really sorry and it wouldn't happen again. Okay. But I was like, okay, but like his school is great. His school's brilliant. Like my son has never come home and said like he's had an issue in school. It's the school bus where something obviously is not right there or there is no policies in place to stop kids from saying words like this. I'm sorry now, but I had word that you, that the coach company said to you that your son shouldn't be on the bus if you don't like the way it's being handled. Yes. I could, they said I could, that's what the bus company um, owner said to me today. Okay. And that's when I lost it because I was like, sorry, excuse me. My son was racially abused on the, on a school bus where he's meant to feel safe going to school. And you're turning around and telling me that's, I can take him off the bus. The only reason he's on the bus in the first place is because um, I don't have the time to pick him up because I'm at work. You're at work. Yeah, you don't have to defend the reasons why you do the things you do. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. So, yeah. for me, I just could not believe that was said to With me. the school, with the school, you know that incident in December with the other mother? Did the school yes. do anything at that stage where people are, people are being racially abused? They, sorry, sorry for cutting you there, Neil, but... Um, the mother, I don't think the mother actually went to the school because the bus company said they would handle it. Okay. But yeah. obviously, like now the mother is irate because she's like, if they had handled it properly, this wouldn't happen again. And so how is your, how, what did your son make of this event? These words? Oh, this uh, like he, I said to him after he told me the story, I was like, and how did you feel when the boy said that? Are you okay? Like, and he was like, he was like, yeah, I know it wasn't right. Like, and I felt like this is how he talks. He was like, I know it wasn't right. And I felt weird, but like, um, he's like, it, it, it didn't bother me because I like my color. And I was like, good. Yeah. yeah good <laughs> yeah. kid. Good kid. Yeah. Good kid. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and that's what he said. Like, he's just, you know, yeah. 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 You, you worry as a mother though, that, Oh, you know there oh, could be more. Sorry, there could be so more much. incidents like that. Do you? I do. I really do. And like, but it's crazy because like I grew up in Ireland. I've lived in Ireland like oh, almost twenty years. You know. Yeah. And did you ever get? Time did you I, get? Did you ever get any of it? I wouldn't even classify it as. Basically, I got it like twice ever in my life, but it was from people that were clearly on drugs or intoxicated. Yeah, well, you know, when the drink's in, the truth comes out. I don't know why people use yeah, these terms at all. But people that I would know, it's kind of walking on the street and, you know, you hear the random shout and you're like, okay. 
It's unbelievable, isn't it? Certainly that a nine-year-old yeah. would be using these kind of words and, and where they're learning it. and Because I, I, always, I always believe that children are actually colorblind in this regard, you know? Well, that's it. They are, though. That's the, they are. Like, they don't see... They play with anyone. They don't see color. And the only reason they would see color is if they are constantly hearing about it from it's, or someone around them is saying something negative uh, yeah, about it's it. It's like everything. It's learned behavior, isn't it? It is. Here's one that I came across this afternoon. A 15-year-old girl who got called the F word in the local park. Um, she told the guy to leave her alone. Um, and he proceeded to punch her five or six times in a range, in a rage, I should say. Um, just a random attack, uh, name calling. Um, it's a fairly lengthy tweet that I saw. He, he went on then to say, uh, when terrible things like this happen, it means so much to know that people care. And he shared it online and got a huge response from people offering support to it, you know. Um, this guy actually picked up a stick and beat her with the stick as well. And these, these are kids on kids, you know. And sure, it's only something happened there in Dublin, like, just before Christmas as well. It's very sad. I don't know what's going on, honestly. I'm like, this isn't something that should be tolerated at all, at all. Do you know? And, like, my, I kind of, I said to the bus company, I would greatly appreciate if you could send out a letter or give a letter to each child on the bus to give, to send home, to give to their parents, you know? Yeah, good idea. Yes. Just to reiterate that, like, there is no tolerance for any type of abuse on a school bus. What did they say to that proposal? They said, oh, they sent one at the, they sent one out at the start of the school term. They won't be doing that again. And I was like, the letter you sent out, you didn't see the letter, Neil. It's a letter of literally all the policies and, like, kind of... Um, does it in the letter Children. specify anywhere that racial abuse no, will not be tolerated? No, nothing, okay. no, do no, you believe? No, do you believe no. that that kid should be actually banned from the bus? I uh, look. Every child can say something, or they can make a mistake. I don't think first incidents he should be banned automatically from the bus because, like I said, they're children. But like, if something does happen ever happens again like this then definitely there should be some kind of repercussion where it's like your child is not allowed to go on the bus for a week because at the end of the day it's I feel like it's not the child that has to feel it it's more the parents yes yeah so well you know I bet you there's some people listening here who are saying that not only should the child be banned from the bus for a week but possibly should be suspended from school for a period of time as well early intervention you know I know like Oh, I do believe. Well, I think that's quite harsh. I wouldn't okay. really say. So okay. Okay. I, I think that's quite harsh. They're, they're kids. Do you know, kids make mistakes. Okay. We all do. But this, yeah. it's just so the parent educates their child or children. And what's it, like if your child came home and said the F word seven years of age, you would be like. I'm not talking, you know, I'm not talking about F-U-C-K. I'm talking about the F-A-W-G-O-T word. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is more, uh, this is, that's homophobic, you know. Yeah. It's anti-gay, again, it's name-calling. It's just not tolerable in the eyes of any section of society and certainly not coming from the mouth of children. But there you go. Mm -hmm. That's the world we live in, unfortunately. Um, listen, uh, thanks so much for taking the call. Uh, I wonder if it will prompt others to share. We shall find out. 
Yeah, because I actually have seen in like this probably has happened to other children on yeah, the bus. Yeah. Because like I said, within three months, this is two occasions where a child has been racially abused on a school bus on, on the same school bus company. I know. I know. Maybe this will bring it all to an end, and maybe that child um, who was around, you think, maybe seven, eight, perhaps nine years old, has learned a lesson, won't do it again. Hopefully. All right. Cynthia, thanks so much for taking the call. Look after yourself. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. Bye, Neil. Bye. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. I can understand what Cynthia is talking about with regards to, um, you know, the, the coach company. But in fairness to the coach company, I did get a copy of their contract that goes out to all of the parents of the children. And it is, you know, I don't know whether Cynthia actually saw it, but I actually took the time to read it. And it does have a section on behavior. It says bullying and harassment for any reason will not be tolerated on the bus. Every school child has a responsibility to treat other school children and staff and members of the coach company with dignity and respect. It's there for all to see. It's right up at the top. So really in fairness, it is there. Now what you do in a situation, like there's so much going on with that narrative really is why are seven and eight year olds calling each other names like that? And why would an eight or a nine year old call a black child names like that? You know, it's like the N-word or I don't like you because you're black. And where are they learning that? And in the case of it happening, what should happen? Where does this responsibility lie? Does it rely by censuring the parents? The coach company should intervene? I don't know about that. Is it the school? Uh, is it a suspension? Is it a warning? It certainly should not be tolerated. Your thoughts on that, please. Uh, text 868 It's not an isolated incident, incidentally. More on that a little later on. Okay, so for Mother's Day, this is an incredible... Like, okay, we've got flowers to give away from Shannon Flowers, and that's fantastic. But into the mix as well, afternoon tea at Castle Martyr. Now, we've got four of these to give away between now and midday. Two people can go for a really indulgent afternoon tea at Castle Martyr. So you'll have the vintage style and the luxury of the surroundings of the beautiful hotel. You'll get a delicious assortment uh, for your ma'am and whoever you, she chooses to take with her. Uh, dainty savoury, scrumptious scones with cream and preserves, as in jam. Now, the debate as to what goes on first, the, G, the cream or the jam, that's for another day. Pastries, uh, sipping your favourite piping hot tea blend or speciality coffee, and of course, some sparkling Prosecco as well. So we've got four of those to give away between now and midday today, thanks to Castle Martyr Resort. I was down there recently, I was actually walking in Castle Martyr Woods, as it happens. And when you're walking in the woods in Castle Martyr, we actually ended up getting into the estate of Castle Martyr Resort itself. Uh, and, you know, the food there is terrific and the rooms are terrific. There's the spa there and the grounds are just absolutely gorgeous to walk in. And it's adjacent to the most beautiful village of Castle Martyr itself. So all of that and lots more besides. Can I do some shout outs with regards to Mother's Day at this stage? Can I nominate myself? I feel I deserve them as I'm a single mother uh, working in the healthcare world. Um, missed out with lots during covid um, with the man of my life, my dad, who died in April of 2020, and I only wish he was here. Um, I'd love one of these gifts for me, as my son will probably forget, and all I do for him, and my nieces and nephews, I'd just love a pick-me-up, says Claire, and a bouquet of flowers or afternoon tea would be gorgeous. Uh, for my sister Bernadette, who's doing it all on her own, um, that's from Rosaline. My mom is aged 82, uh, widowed, aged 25, my brother um, at the time was three and I was five and she worked all hours so we would never know a hungry day. 
She put her children before her own needs, her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren think she's the best. She's actually our hero and the glue that holds the family together. We're so lucky to have her. Um, that's that's an incredible thing. Your mum, 82 now, but widowed at 25 years of age. Sarah says, my fabulous mam is just amazing. She's just a loving grandmother. And despite having had a stroke last year, she, she's uh, such a strong, unbelievable woman. An absolute inspiration. My mam, Margaret, has COPD. She's on oxygen at home. Very limited in what she can do without her oxygen. She bravely fought last July in CUH and came back to us again. She's a mum in a million, says Karen, about her man Margaret. I would give anything to share a Mother's Day with my amazing mom. This would be her second Mother's Day in heaven and her last one here on earth I missed because of COVID and lockdowns. Something I will always regret. I would love to win this and put the flowers in her Mother's Day vase that I bought her last year on Mother's Day. It's placed next to her ashes at home. If you're lucky enough to be able to share this Mother's Day with your mum, give her such a big hug and tell her how much you'll miss her. I wish I could, says Jody. Thank you. That's a lovely text. Thank you. My mum passed away, uh, but it would be lovely to put it on her grave. I have three wonderful sisters who are good mothers to my nieces and nephews, Tina, Vanessa and Martha. But I'd like to wish them a happy Mother's Day. I know that my sisters would like to put the flowers on our mum's grave, says Colette. So that's lovely. We'll pick winners a little later on this morning. But in the meantime, do keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. I think my wife Margaret is the best mother in Cork. In August last year, she lost her own mum. Then on the 30th of December, her dad died of a broken heart. Oh, they're powerful texts this morning. Dying of a broken heart. He couldn't live without her, you see. She has four kids, including me. She gets up every day, looks after everyone else, and we love her to bits. She um, is one in a million. Um, that's my wife, Margaret. You don't tell me your own name, but of course, she'll know. I'd like to nominate my ma'am. I have two children with disabilities. When my 19-year-old was younger, she would mind him so myself and my husband and daughter could go away on holidays. And while I was away, she potty trained him. She's always there for us, especially during the last few years, with no respite or outside help available for the disabled. She played an absolute blinder, says Emer Brennan in Mallow. So keep in common, text 0868104106. To the phone lines we go. Catherine, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Now, Hello. you were on air with me some years back for Mother's yeah, Day. Um, and I think it was uh, 2019. Yeah, uh, just what was the backstory to that? Well, your mother was in a care home, wasn't she? Yes, and uh, I, I rang about the, the flowers of Mother's Day and I was explaining to you about my mother had worked hard all her life and everything and nine, reared nine children with my dad and, you know, how hard it was and everything, you know, like that. Yeah. Um, um, she passed away since. Uh, she passed away uh, last... Uh, not not last December, December before that. Sorry to hear that. Did did we we send her? Did we send her a bunch of flowers we from sent Shannon Flowers? flowers. They were beautiful. They put them up in the hall in in the the home, um, and everybody came in and saw them. And there was a big from Red FM on them. You know. And did she? Did it light up her face? Yeah, she was delighted. I was saying they're beautiful. She was delighted. Absolutely delighted. But the uh, the last year of her life, then she just kind of went into unconsciousness really you know but um Sad. what i was ringing about Sad. was i heard that lady yesterday ringing about her mother and that she couldn't get 
anyone to take her. Marilyn's mum, of course, had a shock and fall at home, broke ribs yeah. and wrists and all exactly. sorts of head damage. Yeah. And um, she's back home now, having spent some time in hospital. But there's six steep steps and she's literally trapped at home and can't go for hospital visits. And no one within the HSE can intervene on our behalf. They even refused an ambulance to take her back for treatment. Uh, well, you see, that's what I was thinking about. I had all that before my mom went into the home. Um, if you don't have support around you, you're on your own. They will not help you. There's, there's, there, the, the, maybe the, the, the money is not there for the, the, the help that people need with elderly people. Um, every time my mother had to go for an appointment, every time she fell, I had to go. My brother had to bring her to wherever we had to bring her. Uh, and then uh, then if she had an appointment, I would get a call. I need to take my mom to an appointment, uh, which was ridiculous because at this stage, my mom needed cataracts and no, they weren't going to operate on her. But, you know, bringing them up to these places which are jam-packed with people waiting for their eyes to be I wonder, tested. I wonder, is, I, just, I mean, I wonder, in fair, is, is, is that what families do, though? They, they, they dig in and help out, you know? That's what, that's what happens. That's what you have to do. Because I, I went in one time, I got a call. Your mother has gone to H, H, uh, few H, she'd fallen. I went up, um, and this is literally now what happened. I walked into the A&E in, uh, in the hospital. I asked for my mom. She said, oh, she's over there. Just has pointed randomly. I had to go looking for her uh, because they're elderly. There's, they don't have time for them. They really don't. You, that's that's not, your experience, is it? Because it is the experience oh, of others. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't time. The nurses are run off their feet. And I don't blame them. Um, and well, when I, but, I, but I, I'm not so sure that you could say that they should, par- should prioritise younger people, surely. No, no. What I'm saying is that, you know, my mother... They they looked at her. They they decided they, they seen she's she's not a priority. So we we put her here a while. Yeah. You know that kind of way. Yeah. They yeah. have to go with the priority. Nothing's first. nothing's changed as such so since the yeah, that was, yeah that was uh, five six years ago. Yeah. And nothing has changed. And that girl is on her own. She will the ambulance. I used to have to go up and bring her home on my own if she was brought into the hospital. I went up another time. She was sitting in the middle of the ward by the A&E, a tray in front of her with uh, two hot cups of tea on top of it and a sandwich in a box she couldn't open. Um, Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Like, I mean, common sense would dictate. You don't give somebody who's got limited mobility a sandwich in a box. She didn't know what to do because she had dementia. And I went over to the nurse and I said, what's going on? Oh, she said she can go away. And I said, right. Well, and, and what's happening? She said, go away down in ambulance. I said, I'll take her myself. You know, I, I said, she could have got burned there with that tea. And she just looked at me, you know, she didn't read. Some, some nurses are not great. But I'm just saying that lady needs to get support around her because the HSE is not equipped to help the elderly. We're trying to help her out with the ramp. I don't know whether I have an update on it before we finish this morning, but I know Seamus is working very hard on it, starting a yeah. ramp to get her out. Others are suggesting St. John's Ambulance. More are saying, I'm just looking at a text here, that a private ambulance like Medlink would do it. Um, another one here says, we called paramedics for my mum who's on palliative care. We yeah. rang 112 and the lads were great when they came out. 100 mm-hmm. times better than what South Stock can do. My mum is almost 80 
she still has it, lymphoma, but is at her best in six months. But they called paramedics and said that, you know, paramedics have no problem coming out. But that's maybe for treatment, not for transportation. Uh, but that, then, there, yeah. then, there's a, then there's EMTs, you know, where the care vehicles yeah. for hospital transfers could bring her back and forth, you know. But they haven't got the time. Neil. All right. uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, the other thing was uh, the last year of my mom's life. I tried to get her moved to Marymount, and um, her doctor wouldn't release her, which was appalling because my mother had cancer and she was in pain, and I had to fight to get a nurse over to. Um, assess her and she said oh yeah she is in pain we're going to put on morphine mm. but as such we have no beds in, in where did she pass away when yeah, where? where up in the, the care okay. care home yeah okay yeah, yeah. Okay. but I just want to say thank that you. that yeah. lady needs to get support and thank you very much for the flowers they you're were more than welcome and thanks for coming back to me Catherine appreciate that um, just with regards to other issues involving our hospital system, not sure if you're aware, Neil, but the maternity ward in the CUH has gone back to the rules of last year for fathers and expectant mothers. Fathers are now only allowed in when the mother goes into active labour again as of Wednesday. Living with COVID seems to be a thing of the past. It's backwards we're going once again. And one final one. Can't give up my details, but I'm a paramedic working in Cork. The average time waiting to gain entry to the emergency departments at CUH and the Mercy is between three and four hours in the past few days. If it is COVID, you wait in the ambulance. If not, you wait in a small ambulance era, area, squashed up together for hours. It's a disgrace for patients and for us crew. Now, that's an anonymous paramedic working in Cork saying the average waiting time at the emergency departments of the CUH and the Mercy for an ambulance with patient on board could be up to four hours, which means the ambulance is sitting there for four hours, uh, which makes no sense whatsoever when it comes to turning the ambulance around, getting it back out and working. Uh, call this morning said that there are two ambulances parked up at the old healthcare centre in Mahan with weeks just sitting there. I don't know, do they need service and repair or what's going on there? I have no idea. Fast break, break, back in a minute. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now on the new number 0818-104-106. Ambulances, ambulances. The texture says getting an ambulance is a lottery in Cork. My sister-in-law had a suspected stroke and a seizure in Douglas in a particular establishment. Um, we And he actually sent me photographs of the screenshots of the calls to the ambulance. The first one at, uh, you know... 2211, the second one at 2228, the third one at 2252, and the fourth one at 2255. Texter then says, um, I transported her directly myself, um, and she is still in A&D since Wednesday. I mean, that's just absolutely unbelievable. But I suppose nothing would surprise us these days when it comes to health uh, or indeed housing in this country in particular. Add into that now as well, the cost of living. Okay, keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. Some more free food Friday shout-outs in a few minutes' time. But I see uh, that Colette's been waiting for a while, so let me go back to the phone lines. Colette, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Happy Mother's Day ahead for your mum, and maybe you as well? Yep, that's for sure. Three of my own, yeah, all grown up. (laughs) And will they they look after you Sunday? They will, and we have big preparations. My eldest is getting married in 10 weeks' time, so it's all mad going. Is that the first of them to get married? It is, the first of the babies to get married. Exciting (laughs) then. It is, it's something great to look forward to after a tough couple of years, so we're all excited. And tell me about Mam then. What are you going to do for her? 
Well, luckily this year my brother is going pulling out all the stops and they're going to do have something put on for us. But um, it's a bit low key. She's only just home from um, rehab since November. So we're just getting ready, starting going out and about. Now that all the COVID restrictions are up and lifted. So we've been doing a bit of driving around, going to yard. She finally saw the board. Why board was she in rehab, Miss Fortune? She had a very severe stroke on the 21st of July. And um, I, I'm actually a healthcare worker in um, Heather House there in, in Grana Braha. Right. And she had a stroke at around half 12 midday, we think. And it was my nephew found her at half seven at that night. Oh dear, all day long. And all day long, the crater. And, and you know what they was, say about a stroke. Oh, time is decent. Time, yeah. But someone was looking out, but we were so lucky. Um, the damage is done instantly and the rest was very slow. So it was... You know, I suppose, good in bed, we were lucky. Um, more lucky so that my dad stayed in the house because the man was in stage Alzheimer's and nearly has the handle broken on the door, got help from no, trying to get out. Let me, let me just explain that because yeah. your mam was the sole carer for your dad who has yeah. last stages Alzheimer's. That's right. right. I used to help in my days off and stuff. But like she was here 24-7 on her own. And then she had a severe fun. stroke. And had uh, a severe stroke. And with the look of God, someone was sitting on their shoulders. He stayed inside all day long. The one day he never went to the road was one day. He was stroke. inside in the house with his wife. Yeah, yep, all day. She, she could, she, she was conscious the whole time. And it was actually 28 degrees. That was the hottest day we had that, that July, um, July. And would he, would and he, is there a chance that he could have wandered out? Oh, geez, he always wandered out. I used to have to bring him back in and we had to keep him locked, the door, back door locked with a key in it because um, he wouldn't have a clue to the crater. He, he didn't even know where he lived or anything. He'd go to the road and we're, we're on a main road. But, well, she's on a main road in Charbel and Boshevin from my area. So she's down with the stroke down. and he has uh, late stages Alzheimer's. Anything could yeah. happen. Yeah, um, unfortunately she'd have a panic button with her but he, she, God help her, she kept asking him to get it and he, instead of the phone and the panic button, he was bringing her Satsuma packets of biscuits ah, we can laugh at it now God hit ah, him yeah. misfortunate man yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. I know the misfortunate and she's down but with the stroke yeah. asking them to pass the panic button mother of God yeah and because when, when, when I came home I got, I got out of work a bit early and I was rushing on the road when I came in I saw the, the packets of biscuits in behind the toilet and said to him I said what in the name of God <laughs> you know we can laugh about it now I thank know. God we can yeah, laugh about yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah. But, so when um, she went so, when she she clearly went into hospital and what happened with Dad? Uh, well, that was it. I didn't know if I could get off work because of COVID. And, you know, as it was quite bad at the nursing homes at the time, um, I had to um, take emergency leave. And I, this is another thing, how things work out, because we had him on the waiting list with a fair deal. You know, you'd be trying to get him into dementia-specific units because I work with dementia as well. And not being rude or anything, but I didn't want him to go into a normal, a regular nursing home. I knew he needed a dementia care unit. And there was only like six or eight of them in the whole of the county of Cork. And I was ringing around, they were all full, and uh-huh. I happened to ring the nursing home Amberleys between Ballyhooley and Fermoy, and they had one bed available with no waiting list. So Dad went and in for, for respite, if you like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he went in for respite. And Mam's in, in hospital with a severe stroke. Yeah, I'm telling you, stress levels were through the roof. And are they but, both home yeah. now? What's the update? No, we no. got dad a full-time bed. Yeah, dad, dad needed full-time care. My priority was to get her home. Yeah. And dad needed 24-hour care. 
So he's as happy as a pig in muck. Now, fortunately, <laughs> he just after getting COVID, but he's through that as well. And he's, <sighs> I'm telling you, it's one thing after the other. But no, she came home on the 9th of November. Any paralysis? And has been doing really good. She has paralysis on the left side. Yes, okay. but it's coming. It's she coming a, slowly. She is, yeah, right, okay. she is, yeah. So we're in the process of, you know, trying to get adaptations done to the house. It's another disaster. Oh, sure, I'm at the battle <laughs> in itself. That's an Everest-type battle. Oh, right? my gosh. And what were you I saying about the border? The border? I thought you were saying something about getting out and about or making, uh, making oh, plans. Oh, it's the boardwalk. The we board finally got down to the boardwalk in Yall. Oh. She hadn't seen it because dad, dad's <laughs> Alzheimer's was a very, a very aggressive form of it. So he's only six, six years so he, um, she hadn't really been out in the boat in a few years. Plus, ah. she's waiting on a knee replacement, as you do. So her, she had pretty limited mobility, even though she was caring from constantly. And ca- so, so you got, you out, got out, and the boardwalk is yeah. beautiful now. It goes all the I way sh- further now to Redbarn and everything. It's super. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's amazing. And tell yeah, me, and course. tell me this: Does Mam ask about Dad? Oh God, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh God, she's she's above in the sitting room. I said, ready to stab me. I said, just stay from for, for talking about her live on the radio. I can imagine the head of her. But um, well, oh, well, God, someone, yeah. someone deserves a prize. I don't know whether it's you or your mum or your dad or who. <laughs> no, no, she does. She does. Yeah. No, um, oh God, yes. No, we can go and see him now. Obviously, um, with COVID and all, and he was so sick. We didn't obviously because I didn't. I haven't. Even though I worked through three serious bouts of COVID, I never got a touch wood, and I still haven't got it. So um, I was just nervous hang that in, I would hang get on it. There, you know? Hang on there. They say it's like a bus. It'll be along any minute. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus, don't, don't, don't jinx me for the love of God. I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to give afternoon tea at Castle Martyr, but would it suit your ma'am? Oh, Jesus, it would. Oh, bring it on, bring it on. Would She's it? Actually, she is hanging to go for afternoon tea. <laughs> hanging for it. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, hanging for okay. it. Okay, <laughs> I mean, that's one of the most amazing stories. I mean, it's happy and it's sad and it's tragic in many well, different ways. you just way. have to keep you have to keep going. You know, know, that's life. And we have, like I said, I have my boy Ronan's wedding. And All right, well, the wedding's to look Kenny forward to. What's your ah. mum and dad's name? She's Anne Milan and he's Billy Milan. All right, well, listen, will you ever yeah. take your mum for afternoon tea at Castle Marta Resort oh, and I enjoy it? Bells on. And give with her a bells big hug, on. will you? <laughs> of course I will. I will. Hang on, I'll just go up down and see the head for one second. I'll just go <laughs> into the room. Says. Yeah. <laughs> go on, I'll wait. You all right, ma'am? Oh, Jesus, you're going to kill me. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> Well, tell her if she She's doesn't want to go. You t- what? She's in tux. I'm going to get killed. <laughs> I love your turn of phrase. What's a tuck? Balling. Is she? Oh. Yeah. yeah. She's going to kill me. Well, she's not. She loves you. And she'll love her afternoon out with you in Castle Marta Resort. Oh, we can't wait. Oh, all right, you're brilliant. All the best. Have a great weekend. I'll be up there. God bless. Take all right, love. Bye. My mum, Doris, is well deserving of a Mother's Day bouquet or afternoon tea. She listened to your show every day religiously for many years. She's had a tough three years. My dad, Finbar, died of stomach cancer last year during the pandemic. Shortly after he died, she had an e-op. She'll be 79 this year and she's like Wonder Woman. She goes out every day to Blackpool and recently joined a walking group. She's always been a great mother to me and my two brothers, Alan and Kean. And she's an excellent grand neighbour and friend to all her know her on Redemption Road in Blackpool. She visits ill neighbours making sure they're okay. She's always putting others before herself. She'd be over the moon if she was chosen, chosen. And it would make her first Mother's Day without my dad as he always made it a very special day for me, says Hilary Lottie. 
Now, I'm going to read out one or two more. Right about quarter to midday, we'll pick some winners on this. Can I nominate my amazing ma'am, Jeanette, for a lovely flower? She lost her husband or dad in August to cancer. She was his carer, married 42 years. Just an inspiration to us all. Strong, keeps us all going. She has 10 grandchildren who love and adore her. She also went back to work recently. We just want to show her how much she means to us. I see a call there, so I'll do some more shout-outs after 11. Freya, good morning. Well, how are you? Very well. Okay, so what have you got for me ahead of the weekend? Um, so my mum actually raised me as a single mother going through stage four cancer. She's in remission now. <laughs> but last year I had a really tough pregnancy. Um, I was in CUH twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, for about 10 weeks. And I was hospitalised permanently for about four weeks then before my baby was born. Wow. wow. Yeah, and like anything she brought Why me to the hospital. Why were you in hospital? Twice. So um, I lost my water in 17 weeks. And I didn't go into labour, <laughs> which means it's just a basically a high-risk pregnancy because you need, like, the baby needs water. To Very high-risk. Like, their yeah. lungs and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, and so did, the ho- in, did the hospital sort you out in that regard? Yeah, they, um, so, like, they set up a plan for me. So then every Monday and Thursday to get my blood, blood pressure, all temperature right. checked. Okay. So how was your, how, what role did your man pay in playing all this? So she brought me to the hospital every Monday and Thursday and waited for me to come out then. Um, if I like, there was one time I went into A and E, and she dropped me in at four o'clock, and I didn't come out till one o'clock, and she waited in Winston and waiting for me for all those hours. And um, when I went into hospital, I was currently admitted at twenty-seven weeks until thirty-one weeks. And um, she anything I needed, anything I wanted, she brought it to me. Like if I wanted a milkshake, she gave it to me. If I needed my clothes washed, if I needed a rant at like two o'clock in the morning, yeah, she was always there. Did you have a, did you have a then, craving for the old milkshakes? You did. <laughs> yeah, jump juice. <laughs> that was my thing. So you were okay with the mil- with the milkshake and a rant, and everything was right with the yeah. world. Yeah. And then Arabella was born when she was 31 weeks and she was transferred to Crumlin for three months then. And and like my mom brought me up after two days after my C-section, she brought me up to, to Arabella. And like we, I used to go down for the weekends back to Cork just to get a break from the hospital. And she'd, um, so we'd go up at like 5 a.m. on the Monday. She'd drive me up to the hospital, drive back down to Cork, then start work. And then she'd come up in the Thursday then to bring me out for a meal and bring me back home. So she was brilliant. And I think, didn't Arabella have a lot of surgeries? She did. She had open heart surgery and everything, didn't she? Yeah. She, she, too, she was born, she was £2.15 when she was born. £2.15? So £2.15 <laughs> ounces. My she God. She was very small. Yeah, tiny. so when she was four, tiny, yeah. When she was £4.4, four, then she had a first stent surgery. And that was dilated in October. And then she had open heart surgery back in February. And how is she now? Oh, she's like, she's getting on brilliant. Like, she still has an NG tube and she's a bit behind in How terms old of is development. She she's um, nine months since Tuesday. Uh, and what's she weighing now? Um, she is 6.64 kg. <laughs> I think it's 13, 14 pounds. <laughs> she put her up on the weighing scales in the bathroom or something, is that? <laughs> she gets the weight in the UH every Thursday. And, you know, was it, <laughs> was it just growing up and rearing? Was it just you and ma'am? Yeah, just me and ma'am. Fidelma, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's her. God almighty, she really and truly has been there for you, hasn't she? Yeah, she's been brilliant. She's amazing. All your life. All yeah. your life. So she's this completely three, dedicated three, her life to me. Like. So there's three of you. She did, didn't she? Yeah, totally. definitely. Yeah, reared you. And she was sick at the time when you were born, was she? She was. She was um, diagnosed with stage four breast cancer when I was 13. And she's still in remission. She hasn't gotten me all clear at all yet. That must have been a scary time for mother and daughter then. It was, in fairness. Well, like, we have a really good family as well behind us. And I know, but you must have been very well frightened, though, were you? 
Um, yeah, but I think I was kind of too young to realise how serious it was as well at the time, do you know? I know. I kind of just took it in my stride, I suppose. I know. She's an incredibly yeah. powerful woman. Where's she from? She is. Um, she's from Rathbury in West Cork. Oh, it's a beautiful we village. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a yeah. lovely story. I have to give you something for that story. Not for you, but for your mam. And also yeah, for little Arabella. I give you yeah. I give you a joy. You have a wonderful bouquet of flowers and Shandon flowers. Or if yeah. you'd like maybe to take mam for some afternoon tea, that'd be. I think she deserves either or. Yeah, nobody's ever been for afternoon tea before, so you might as well try it. <laughs> I think you should. Small little <laughs> tiny small little tiny <laughs> cot for Arabella next to the table. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. All right, it does sound good. Well, listen, happy Mother's Day to you as well. It's your first. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, my very first one. So what I'm doing Exciting. really is I'm sending you, Freya, and your mother, <laughs> Fidelma, as two mothers yeah. for afternoon tea. Yeah, you're treating us. <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely story. Yeah. And thank you so yeah. much for sharing it. Thanks, sir. Thank you. You're Thanks welcome. For Take care. Me. Hold on there. We'll get some details from you. Take care, Freya. And morning to your mother, Fidelma. And well done to her. Okay, what am I doing? Comes to, oh, yeah. Free Food Friday. Free Food Friday shout outs. Here's your second bunch this side of 11. This is food for 15 of you, courtesy of ourselves. And, of course, roosters, piri piri. And I'll tell you more about what they'll uh, sort out for you after 11. So, text who you are and where you are to 0868104106. Morning to everybody at Scannell's Pharmacy in Ballinine, Loftus Demolition and Recycling in Dublin Hill, PGB Sports, Dean Civil Engineering down in Sunny Kinsale, to everybody at Audi on the Bandon Road, Kevin Buckley in Boston Scientific, everybody at uh, Full Occupational Therapy in Clonakilty, the Weight Wellbeing Clinic in Mallow are listening, Power Aggregates as well, Irish Oxygen on Waterford Road, Waterfall Road, um, Victoria Orthopaedic Ward at the South Infirmary, morning to Gemma and all of the nurses, healthcare assistants, catering staff, physios and doctors, to Guys and Dolls on the South Main Street, Power Boat Cork and their hungry instructors and everybody at the Haven Bay Care Home in Kinsale and Little Island Dental. And yet again, um, we're going to have to come up with some kind of a prize because the winner of the Free Food Friday is picked randomly. But I've got to get some kind of a prize for Billy M at SOS Recovery, Blarney and Tremor Road. He's got 12 hungry dogs uh, working with him. I assume that they're two-legged dogs as opposed to four-legged. But he sends a poem in every week. (laughs) She loved this. I've a pain in my head from all this airy fairy. Two of them shouting like Mariah Carey. What would make it better is lunch and a snooze, listening to Lana reading out the news. <laughs> Billy M, SOS Recovery, Blarney and Tremor Road. Keep those poems coming. I got to come up with some prize for you because they're just prize winners all on their own. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. New year, new number for Neil. 0818-104-106. Okay, more shout-outs for Free Food Friday and also giveaways for Mother's Day this side of midday. But I saw um, a preview of uh, the great home revival that airs on Sunday night on RTE1 at half past nine. And the first episode of what I believe is Series 3 featured the purchase and the refurb of a house down in Glenbrook. It's an incredible story, actually. But rather than me spoiling it for you, the man behind it, and indeed the man who featured in the show, is a chap by the name of Rob Hennessy. And he joins me by phone. Rob, good morning. 
I could not. I watched it last night, right? And I was there with you with the Kango hammer and the power tools and the hammers and baiting the walls down and tearing up the floorboard. And I thought, is this guy insane? <laughs> I probably thought that myself as well. Oh, my God. And the, it, yeah, and the clock ticking that. against you and COVID yeah. and everything. Yes, yes, yes. So I was like, it's mad because it was probably... Like, the timing, in, in a strange way, was kind of a bit of a blessing because I was, you know, I, I work a full-time job as well. So With was, Apple, yeah, from yeah, home and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was working from home and uh, and, um, and and then trying to kind of, you know, at the end of my, w- w- when my shift was over, running down the stairs to fill a load of buckets of rubble and then every weekend, people, you know, digging up. Yeah. People have to see this show on Sunday night because it's just absolutely incredible. You bought this beautiful five-bedroom period home in Glenbrook. For 230 yes. grand as a doer upper, right? Yes. No experience in construction whatsoever. No, I had a, a, I had a summer job when I was 18 <laughs> in the building site. <laughs> so, and I'm 44 now, so that's how long ago I worked on the building site. So but you went yeah, into yeah. it with the best will in the world. But as usual, yeah. when you start lifting things and peeling things back, you realize it's a lot worse than you'd ever anticipated. <laughs> yeah, big time. And, and Joe asked, but. But doing that was the best thing I could have done because I was finding all these little hidden surprises. And, you know, it's not nice to come down one morning and see mushrooms growing in a wall because you've got dry rot. So it was, it was, a, it was a challenge uh, to say. But in a way, I'm glad I stripped everything back because I uncovered everything and then I was able to deal with it there and then without trying to hide from it and then having to deal with it. In a ah, yeah, but at one stage, you were, you were going to knock down a supporting bloody wall. <laughs> like, that came down the road would have come in on top of you or something like that yeah no yeah I, I, yeah I, that was a bit of a wall by the uh, by where a, where, where a fireplace was yeah. but thankfully I got to my engineer <laughs> he, he gave me some great advice and he um, said don't do it <laughs> well we we actually ended up doing it and so we but we uh but we made sure it was structurally intact before we went out. Oh, my God, almighty. It was absolutely <laughs> incredible. Like, and, and I know that the clock was ticking in more ways than one because your partner yeah. came down from... It's Kilkenny, isn't it, you're from, is it? Uh, no, Tipperary. I'm a proud, proud Tipperary Sorry, man, you know? Sorry, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so Katie came down and you both yeah. lived through the winter, frozen with the yeah. cold in yeah. like one room or something, was it? Yeah, so it was kind of blue. It's like it was when I think back to it because the house had no heating, so there were seven fireplaces in the house. So there was no no oil heating, no gas heating, no nothing. So we had two very cold winters uh, in the house, which was which was mental. Um, but uh, but I knew I knew I knew I was onto a winner when Casey was willing to move into a building site. You know, so. Uh, so down she came, and it's mad to me. I actually moved into the house a single man. I then met Katie, and then she moved down with me, like, you know. <laughs> and along came baby Quiva. It's, a yes. great, it's yes. just a great story. It's an episode of a show that just kept on giving. Do you, know I know, I, I know. do you know what I loved about it? We actually got to find out who built the house back in the 1800s. I loved yes. that part of it. What do you recall about that part of it? Yeah, it was... I, I, well, I loved, I loved kind of all things history anyway, but finding out... You know, it was a, a gentleman called Hugh Flanagan uh, who, who who built a house. He was, I suppose, a property developer at the time. But we got a, we got a chance. I'm not going to give too much away, but we got a chance to see where he where he lived himself, and as well as other houses he built around Cork. And 
But um, but in addition to that, and it's not in the show, I found out some other amazing pieces of history associated with folks who lived in the house because he would Hugh Hugh would have rented out the uh, the property yeah. um, at the time, and yeah. uh, I found out some amazing stories um, about it. And uh, yeah, so it's it's uh, it's fascinating. Really it certainly there. is fascinating on a load of different levels. The view outside your front window out into the harbour is just the most glorious view, but. You started yeah. out, in, be honest with me now, you started out with a budget of 120 grand, right? You wouldn't convert a yeah. kitchen for that kind of money, and I know what I'm talking about in that regard. <laughs> ha, ha, it came in at 160 grand. Be honest with me, Rob, is that an accurate figure? Did you really do it, it for is. 160 grand? Yeah, I sure did. Um, I was. I think the saving I made was the fact that I rolled up the sleeves myself and kind of got stuck into it. Um, and, you know, I, I think, Neil, it was also important to, to kind of, I didn't spare, like, I didn't kind of cut back on anything, anything I wanted I put into the house, you know. So, like, the kitchen is unbelievable. Like, it was the best, the best of appliances. But I just kind of went out and wheeled and deals, as you do, and um, tried to get the best bang for my buck, I suppose. But I think the biggest thing for me was, was the fact that I was, you know, rolling up the sleeves and kind of getting stuck into it myself and... So you kept the labour costs down a lot in that regard. And I think you're, I I know because your dad features in the show and his background was construction. He came down with a few lads, didn't he? Yeah, so he he came down with a good friend of his. So they they come down every single weekend, uh, drive down uh, uh, every kind of Saturday morning, they stay Saturday night and work here on Sunday with me as well. And uh, so the tree was kind of working early every weekend and then... I begin a list of tasks that I had to have done by the following weekend. So, so every evening after work, straight down the stairs and getting stuck in to get my jobs done. And um, yeah, and and even small things like I play American football with the Clark Admiral. So a couple of couple of friends came over and helped me kind of lift up some slabs up them stairs and and um, and even helped me out in a digging one day as well. Actually, so yeah, it's pretty so friends friends and family favors. If, you know? pe- if people had the possibility to do what you did with the help that you got on the limited budget that you had. What should have cost really easily four hundred thousand or more, right? Would you agree with that? When I look at the pictures yeah. and when I look at the video of your house, it's like something out of a out of a catalogue. It's a showpiece now, <laughs> isn't it? Really, yeah. to yeah, do it for one hundred and sixty—that's yeah. it. Should be three times that. Yeah, I mean, I did like it probably would have been, and, and then with the cost of materials, the way it went up over during the pandemic and with Brexit and everything. Like cost materials went through the roof, so it would be easy have cost that, if not more, to be honest with you. Underfloor so, um, heating alone, never mind the sash yeah. windows and the ceilings and the floorboards. Yeah. And all of the furniture yeah. and the fittings. It's just a showpiece. When's the house party? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually mad. I, I'm getting a lot of friends and family kind of reaching out to me going, when's the house warming and so on? With, um, I, would you believe it? I actually haven't seen the show myself, yet, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll be watching it on Sunday nights with everyone. And um, I have a few, a few friends and family come over to watch it with me then. All right, but uh, but uh, and we'll have a we'll have a nice relaxed night. It's a school night after all. Um, it's but, a fantastic um, episode. I loved every bit of it, and the fact that his cork made well, it even you. more relevant to us. You are no longer washing your plates and cups and mugs and a bucket in the bath, are you? No, no, thank God. That was bad. That was bad. There was one stage, like, we were in the, like, the sitting room, the living room, the kitchen, and the bathroom were all in one room. And it was, like, thinking back now, it's like, oh, it's, it's great memories to have. Absolutely. Uh, I'll yeah. tell you something, you should get an award. You did the whole thing in 18 months while working a 12-hour yeah. shift. <laughs> at work. Yeah, yeah. 
has to be done, you know. Oh it's a great, great, yeah. great story. Yeah. Listen, I hope you have many happy years in the house and that everybody watches the show on Sunday night. Would you mind if I sent a bouquet of flowers for Mother's Day down to Katie and to baby Quiva? Would that be all right with you? Oh, absolutely. I think Katie would be delighted. <laughs> so happy, happy Mother's Day to her, incidentally. Will you say that to her? I will, of course. She's downstairs listening to it as, as we speak. So okay, well, I'm going to organise a bouquet of flowers for Mother's Day for her from Shandon Flowers. Have a great weekend and congratulations on a beautiful home, Rob. Well done. Thanks a million, Neil. Have a lovely day. You too. Cheers, pal. Rob Hennessy. And you can watch the show. It's a great show. It really and truly is. And the fact that it's Cork and you'll all know the area of Glenbrook, it'll make it all the more relevant. It airs Sunday night, half past nine, uh, on RT1. Back after the break. Neil's got a new number. Call him now on 0818104106. Okay, I started the program this morning telling you of the very, very sad story of uh, Anas and Olena who were robbed in Dublin. They spent 15 days journeying from Kiev all the way uh, to Dublin and were in the travel lodge um, and the car was underground in the car park with all of their belongings in it went down in the morning and the window was smashed and everything, the car was trashed and everything inside in it was gone uh, all of their belongings, all of their clothes all of their shoes, laptop, tablets and everything they could carry when they left Kiev under the bombing. Now um, I know that there was a GoFundMe set up for them and that's hit 10,000 euro people of Ireland are just so so generous but with regards to the clothing aspect of it we did get some offers of help from uh, Tony from Tony Menswear on Marlborough Street and Linda from LD Boutique Tony to address Anas and uh, Linda to dress Olena happy to say that Anas joins me by phone um, and he's on line three Anas good morning Anas can you hear me okay no, he's not on three. So yes, good morning. Oh, there you are, my friend. Morning yes, to you. I can hear you. Okay, I'm delighted. And as are you, are you both in Cork now? No, not a great line. Tell you what, we'll see if we can clean that line up and come back to him again because it's worth listening. While that's happening, let me do um, some uh, Mother's Day shout-outs and more emails and texts in that regard. And when it's sorted, the lads can come back to me. Getting in touch after hearing your chat about uh, flowers and bouquets. I think my mum would deserve a fabulous bunch of flowers. She's the best mum in the world. I know it's biased, but it's true. We'd be lost without her. She's always there and helps us every day. We have a new home. She's been crazy doing work for us for the past few months to help us get it renovated, plastered, slabbing, trips to the dump, all sorts. She's in the construction game. She's unbelievable. We'll never be able to thank her enough for all the help on a daily basis, but I would love to spoil her as much as I can. She'd love a bunch of flowers, some Shandon flowers, and God knows she deserves it. Another one here. My mum, Doris, is a well-deserving mum. Uh, for a Mother's Day bouquet or afternoon tea at Castle Martyr. She's listened to your show religiously every day. She had three tough years. My dad, Finbar, died of stomach cancer during the last pandemic. Very, very sad to hear, but Hillary got in touch to tell me all about her. Uh, morning, I'd like to win a bunch of flowers for my mam. I know most girls will say my mam's the best, but mine is one in a million. The last few years have been very tough, losing her best friend, her sister, suddenly. My dad had a triple bypass and her own health hasn't been great. She also got a picture of Neil years ago and it sits proudly on the mantelpiece. <laughs> you must be nuts. She's delighted to get a bunch of flowers for Mother's Day. She der- deserves that. Uh, so much more as she's my mam and my best friends is Caroline. Um, she puts me up on the mantelpiece to keep kids away from the fire, I'd say. Frighten kids away from the fire. I'd like to nominate my mother-in-law, Jackie McCarthy from Cove, for afternoon tea. She's one in a million. She loves Castle Martyr. I lean on her now more than ever, uh, than ever after my own mam passed away. 
She's like a mam to me, and I'm so lucky to have her in my life. You don't tell me who you are, but you tell me who your mam-in-law is, Jackie McCarthy in Cove. Um, I just want to tell you about my mum. She died when I was turning 13. My aunt, who was not a blood relation to me, took me in, and she became the best mum you could ever ask for. She's the reason I am who I am today. She never made me feel like I wasn't her child. She had two children when I went to live with her, uh, then had three more children afterwards. When people ask, how many kids do you have? She always says six, not five, which made me feel so loved. Her name is Margaret Hegarty from Balafihan. Words cannot explain what an amazing person she is. She saved my life and she tells me all the time how much she loves me. I'm so lucky to have the best mum in the world. Isn't that so lovely, Heidi? That's a beautiful story. Thank you. Um, I want to win afternoon tea possibly for my godmother. She and her husband are full-time carers for my grandfather who has Parkinson's. Between COVID, caring, and uh, her husband having a heart attack, they haven't been anywhere in two years. Afternoon tea would be beautiful. This week, they were due to have a night away in Waterford. Unfortunately, her husband's mother died, and uh, that put a stop to that, obviously. My godmother's name is Deirdre, and I've never met anybody that deserves a treat more. Um, And just one more. I'd have loved to have the opportunity to put my mother's name forward. She's my rock. Um... Sorry, that doesn't make any sense uh, because uh, if I were to read that out, um, my mother was my, oh, was my rock. My apologies. Thank you. I corrected myself. She died two years ago. It's her birthday tomorrow. She reared the three of us on her own. My only brother died 12 years ago and sadly that destroyed our family unit. My mother did the role of two people, always kidding us out in the best of clothes. How? I'll never know. I'm a lone parent of a 19-year-old. We've had our struggles along the way as I'm recovering from alcohol addiction three years and five months. But I would love to honour my mother. My mam's name was and still is Catherine Kathleen Muldoon, a legend in her own right. Kathleen Muldoon. And that's from Niamh and Mallow. I, well, I congratulate you on your sobriety, uh, Niamh, and uh, best of luck on your journey. And thank you for sharing the story of your mother, albeit... Uh, your late mother, whom clearly you still love and treasure very much. So if you want to keep those texts coming, you can do so. Text 0868104106. We'll do some more shout-outs, get another cup of calls on the air, and then pick a load of winners of what's left of our flowers from Shandon Flowers and those wonderful afternoon teas for two at the Castle Martyr Resort. Back after the break. Calling Red FM Studio? Call the new number. 0818104106. Okay, let me try and see if that's any better. I think I'm either talking to him on, on Viber or WhatsApp, I'm not sure. And ask, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me well? I can, yes. I just wanted to have a quick chat with you okay. because we were talking about you on the air earlier on, yourself and uh, Olena. What happened? Uh, well, I think as you know by now, we uh, we came to Ireland uh, almost two weeks ago. Um, uh, everything has been really, really, really good. I mean, we cannot, I cannot express how well, uh, like, you know, and how good, honestly, Ireland has treated us from, from the moment we came here. And your journey was uh, from Kiev, wasn't it? Exactly, yes. Yes, on the first day of the war, like, you know, we woke up to, to the sounds of bombings and, you know, in a moment of panic and everything, we just carried what we could carry and, yeah, we started driving non-stop in a way until, until we reached Ireland. And it took you well over 15 days through Slovakia, the Czech Republic, mm-hmm. Belgium, Germany, France. Have you family or friends yeah. here? Uh, no, no, actually we don't have anyone in Ireland, so... Okay. 
So you were staying as a refugee in the hotel in Dublin for a period of time and you literally brought what exactly. belongings you could in the back seat of the car. What happened? Yeah, well, uh, you know, they told us on, uh, on, uh, on Wednesday night that we would be moving to Cork on Thursday morning. Uh, then, like, you know, so we started packing our stuff on Wednesday night. We, like, you know, preparing the car for the next morning. And then, yeah, that morning when we went down to the to, to the parking lot, uh, we realized that someone broke into the car and uh, stole most of our belongings, you know, leaving us with just few clothes that had blood all over them. And uh, Blood? Yeah. Whose blood? Uh, the guy who broke into the car, apparently he hurt his hand. God. Uh, and so, yeah, and so, and because he really went through all of our stuff, basically choosing what he found to be valuable, uh, he, had, he, he, he put blood all over the car, like, you know, the interior of the car and all over the, all over our stuff. So what he took, um, were clothing. I mean, yeah. Tell me, what did he take? Yeah. He took like clothes, shoes, uh, laptop, uh, guitar. You know, all of those little things for my wife's, like, you know, hair dryer, like, uh, you know, products, everything that basically that we had. And, and you know, also some things that don't have necessarily, uh, like, you know, a monetary value. Yeah, but, yeah. But they have a moral, like, you know, value, like, you know, a gift, uh, like, you know, some gifts that really from our parents. That, that you grabbed and ran away, then ran with. Yes, I understand. Exactly, yeah. Would it have been yeah. evident to this criminal that you had Ukrainian plates on the car, I wonder? Yeah, absolutely, of course. I mean, he could see the Ukrainian plates. And, uh, but at the same time, I think in the state in which he was, uh, I assume he might not even... Uh, paid attention to that. I understand. Would it have been captured on CCTV, I wonder, and us? It was, actually, yeah, it was. That's, that's what, uh, like, you know, that's what a lot of policemen to, to, to know that it's a man, and, I mean, they, they saw, like, it, it was not that clear, like, you know, it was just a, kind of a small, like, you know, angle of the car that was visible in the in the footage but yeah you could see that he was checking and trying to break into 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 the castle okay okay just i'm just curious does the cctv show his face yeah but apparently no one saw that when it was happening because i mean he spent a lot of time inside the car he went through everything oh you must have been heartbroken right yeah honestly it was but but in the same time, you know, like, I'll be honest, like, this is just one day since that uh, small incident. And I'll be honest, the two weeks before that, it's been nothing, nothing but good. And also after the incident, not even a couple of hours. And, and we're seeing, again, the generosity, the help and support of, of Ireland. And it's, you know, like, you cannot... Uh, uh, you, cannot you cannot go without saying that, like, you know, that... It's just one incident and it's yeah. not representative of anything, honestly, no. or experience. You know, no, it is not of the Irish generosity and the Cork generosity in particular. You have a nice GoFundMe now to set you up for your time here and uh, well done with that. And, uh, you know, I know that you'll put that to 
to good use. Um, we were chatting about it this morning and some car companies got in touch with me and asked. One is Tony's Menswear on Mar- Marlborough Street, a, a fashion store in the city mm-hmm. who wants to dress you out in casual clothing and, and shoes and shirts and jacket and trousers and things like that. And then um, a second company called LD Boutique, which is another fashion store for women here in Cork in Ballyvillan, wants to dress out Lind wants to dress out uh, your partner, your your wife as well, Olena. Um, just a couple of uh-huh. generous gestures for both of you, you know. Hopefully it'll make a difference. Thank you so much. Yeah, it'll mm-hmm. be lovely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Monster. I appreciate that. And, and, and that's the thing, even with the GoFundMe page, uh, I, I will be honest, like, you know, it exceeded everything we, like, you know, it exceeded even our needs. To, to oh, no, I, I know it does. And, for, and you, you, you may do whatever you wish with that, of course. You can help others with it or of use course. it. Yeah, I'm you know. thinking about giving back, like, you know, because we're sure also there are so many other people, like, you know, who are maybe in worse situation than, than, yeah. than we are. Yeah, I know, you're like, lovely. You know, yeah, no, it was just a spontaneous outpouring of generosity by the Irish people. So just tell me this. Are you, yeah. Did you say you are in Cork or traveling to Cork? No, we are in Cork already. We're okay. in... Uh, Okay, okay. You settled in there and everything? Yes, exactly. Like, we came here uh, last night and then, yeah, they gave us a room here, of course, and everything, so... Okay, okay. Yeah, honestly, no, from from that side, as I told you, from day one, like, you know, Ireland has been taking really, really, really good care of us. I hear you, I hear you. That much. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. of course, you want to go back to your motherland, don't you? Hopefully, I mean, for sure, of course, we would love to go back there. But, you know, with the destruction that is there right now, I mean, and the fact that the war is still ongoing, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's anything that would happen in time soon. No, no, for sure. We have many refugees yeah. here and many more coming. And you're very welcome. Um, listen, I'm, I'm going to let you get on there now. And uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to give you some phone numbers off air to contact, you know, Tony's menswear. Get yourself some lovely clothes, will you? And make sure, make sure that Olena yeah. does the same at, at uh, JD Boutique in Ballyvillan, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your support, honestly, and thank you for like you know for covering the story as well. It means a lot to us, of course, and obviously, as you can see, it's helped a lot, a lot. So Absolutely. thank you so much. You're for more than welcome. Well. Okay, okay, fleeing the Russian invasion. Yeah. Thank you for taking the call and as regards to you and to Elena um, and the generosity of Irish people and indeed Cork people and Cork businesses again to the four. Text 0868104106, pick up the phone on 0818104106. And we're talking about the, you know, what what little note will you put into your census? When is that? Feck, it's next week, isn't it? Or is it, it might even be, is it Sunday night or is it Sunday week? It's coming close anyway. What will you put into the census? Two or three here for you. Well, I would put in, I thought in a hundred years time, Neil, that Ireland would be underwater according to the Green Party. So, nobody here to read any of the notes. On the census time capsule, I will write, to the reader, I bequeath my place on the HSE waiting list. May it serve you better in a hundred years than it did me, says Paddy. These are the uh, census notes that are going to go into the census when you fill it out on the 3rd of April. In my time capsule, it would be a message that Michael Healy Ray's body has been cryogenically frozen in Kerry. So in a hundred years time, he could be thawed out and the world would get to meet the funniest, most honest person in Dáil Éireann. Says Eilish, an expat from Brosna and Kerry. 
Being from Brosnan Kerry, you would say that, wouldn't you? Anyway, back to the phone lines we go. Hugh, good morning. Good morning, Neil. This is the first man to call me about Mother's Day. Would you believe that? Well, there I was yesterday, soaking up the rays in the back garden, listening to the programme, and the light bulb came on. And I thought, you know, here's the nation of Mammy's boys, and there wasn't a single boy or man came on to speak about their wives, their mothers, or whoever. I wonder why. Is it, is it that men just do things quietly on the, cool, on, the, on the QT, like the cool, clean hero, not looking for any attention? Just I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think they're lazy at times, you know. <laughs> but uh, I thought, well, I can't do it for my own mum, God rest her, but um, I thought there is one person that thoroughly, thoroughly deserves recognition. That's my daughter, Sarah. Right. Okay. Sarah's an extraordinary woman, I have to be honest with you. She's rearing two boys, ten and five. One's a lunatic and the other's a complete madman. She's working from home, um, trying to juggle that with, with, and she's very busy with work, trying to juggle that with two kids. The usual sort of the, the hockey and the swimming and what have you. Um, is that, it, that's typical of parents, isn't it? They throw every single activity they can come up with at their children. <laughs> well, they don't, they're not thrown at them. The kids want to do it oh, and she manages to juggle it all. That's different, yeah, that's different. But she's, um, she's a girl, I, well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, I'll be honest with you. I mean, she's a mirror image of her mum as a mum. But she, she never thinks about herself. Um, she thinks about everybody but herself. I mean, during the lockdown now, she did all our shopping for us and she was um, did a drive-by at least twice a week with the grandkids so that we got to see them and virtual hugs and everything else. Every chance she gets, she gets out of the house with them. She takes them to sort of places like Fota and Barn Woods and all these sort of places just to make sure that they get the best of it. But she never asks for anything for herself. Well, let's hear it for Sarah. Weeks, for Sarah, she never asks for anything for herself. Um, I, as I say, she's she's an extraordinary little mum. I, I I just think you know if you had a, a, a sky full of clouds, there'd be one little star shining through that. Ah, would you go away? You let me gushing. No, you let me cry. I, I, <laughs> it's like an episode from the Waltons or Little House in the Prairie or something. I I remember years ago actually the Waltons. Um, I can't remember the, the man's name. He used to write for the Sunday World. You know, do the TV thing in the back. He unfortunately died in a plane crash. Kevin Maron. Kevin Maron. And he he, he said, my great wish is that um, the little house in the prairie goes on fire and that the Waltons are visiting at the time, which is always a wonderful wonderful thing to say. (laughs) Would you get away with that now, though? No, I don't think so. Wishing to know, you would not. I just just thought that, you know... um, (laughs) Nobody was, uh, it was all um, daughters and what have you about All right, I I get you, I get it, I get it. Happy Mother's Day to Sarah Cambridge and from one man to another because we need to protect her and mind each other, us men, you know? We do, we do, we do. (laughs) But I just want to wish her a happy Mum's Day because she'll she'll get a bunch of flowers from me anyway, whatever about anybody else. Oh, she's your grandson, I don't need to bother. Why not grand (laughs) at all? Two bunches are better than one. All right, well, I I got a bouquet with her name on it. From Shandon Flowers, all right? Well done. The only Your man that got involved in the conversation. Fair play to you. We're a, will, we're a dying I, breed. Will I hang about with an address, yeah? No, I'll put you back on hold now and we'll, um, we'll get a phone number and the lads will sort it off air. Okay, don't forget, we also have these wonderful afternoon teas. I think we've got maybe, I think we've got maybe uh, two still to do this side of midday, courtesy of ourselves and Castle Martyr. So just a fast call. Sarah, good morning. Hi, how are you? It's a very long text, so rather than read it out, just give me the gist of your story, if you will. 
Um, oh, God, sorry, now I'm a bit nervous. Ah, <laughs> you're grand. You're only chatting to me. We're, go- we're talking about your mum, Margaret. Yeah, my mum, Margaret. So I suppose lately, like in the last few months, she's been through a lot. Um, she buried her own mum there on the 10th of December, my gran. Um, she passed away peacefully in uh, Marymount. And uh, then exactly three months later, my dad just kind of suddenly got sick. He had a kidney infection. And from that, he contracted um, a urine tract infection and sepsis and meningitis. Oh, sepsis and, again. I'm hearing um, a lot of sepsis these days, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the meningitis is actually after taking over my dad's brain now, so he's um, he's just a very ill man. And um, at the moment, I suppose, we're just praying that he... Gets into Marymount, which is very surreal to say because we never, I suppose, expected that this would happen three months down the line to my own dad, and he's only 64. So, is he conscious? Um, is he cognitive? Is he communicating? No, 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 not at all. No, there's no response and there's no movement. Um, we took off the life support last Tuesday, and I suppose. We didn't think it would go on for this long, you know, um, and the doctors and stuff didn't expect it to last this long either. So all he's doing really is... um, Last stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last stage. And it's just been very difficult for her. It's been obviously very difficult for us. Um, We were away. I was in Canada and my sister was in London, so she kind of held it together and kept us updated and then there was just sorry when you say Canada and London were you living there or were you just away yeah I was in yeah and my sister's in London she lives in London and where were you in Canada uh Banff okay National Park so it's like the Rocky Mountains so you had to come pack everything up come home yeah yeah oh about 15 minutes of packing and then I left straight away for the airport the closest airport is an hour and a half away and uh, oh my I god just, you've been through yeah. the horrors you? you're going through a tough tough time you really are yeah, how's, how's your mum keeping it together she I think when she came home she kind of had time I suppose to show her weakness because she just had, she had no other choice but to be strong when we were away because you know she didn't want anything to get out and she wanted to be sure that we were at home to know exactly what was going on and then I think when she knew we were together as a three, she, you know, she's strong, but she's weak as well. You know that kind of. I way. know, I know, I know. And will your dad? Um, will your Will your dad? Will he move to? Will they move to Marymount? Will he? We're just praying that, like, it's so surreal to even want something like that. But um, is it about? Is it about a place there or a bed there? Not a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just know the amazing care they give because we were only. We only went through it during lockdown and stuff with Gran, and they were just brilliant. They really were brilliant. And your mum is Margaret Crone, is it? Where's she from? Yeah. We're from Middleton, yeah. Right, and your dad as well? Middleton man? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, he's originally from the north. He's originally from Belfast, but he's been here. So a kidney infection <laughs> So a kidney infection led to this? It's more so the urine. He went in with the kidney and then got the urine tract infection and it's the urine tract infection that caused the meningitis. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So you it literally are, are, are surviving day to day, really. 
But with is Mother's Day an important day? You know, or do you or do you even think about that now? No, I kind of didn't even think about it, and then I said to Chelsea, I was like, "Oh my God, what are we going to do?" And do you know, at the moment, it's even difficult to kind of go to the shops and stuff like that and fight that you might see someone. And do you know, everyone is, has been so kind, but anything could set you off. Do you know, even the simple question, how is your dad doing? So we just kind of stay, stay away and friends and stuff have been brilliant. I know. Stuff over and I know. I know your mam loves flowers and did flower making courses and things like that yeah, down through the years. So yeah. um, I, I, I'm just going to wish you all well um, yeah. and and allow you to get back to family. Um, yeah. But I want to organise a bouquet of flowers from Shandon Flowers from your mother, Margaret, okay? Perfect. Thank you so much. You're you love it. I know. Okay. All right. You all right. We'll be thinking of you, all right? face anyway. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> and it's well-intentioned. So look after yourself and all of the family, Sarah, okay? Perfect, Neil. Thanks a million. All right. Sorry for your troubles, as they say. Poor dad. Uh, but happy Mum's day, Mother's Day to your mum, in spite of all of what you're going through at the moment. Donna, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Um, tell me about your mammy. Um, she's brilliant. She's amazing. She's just like she's been there for everything for us. Does she work for and the? She does she work caring for the elderly? She works caring for the elderly, yeah. And she also has like she has MS herself, so she only does a couple of hours. How in the like, name of God she can, she, can she do that? She's MSCOPD and she works yeah. caring for the elderly. Yeah, and then she she minds us too, <laughs> even though we're grown adults. You don't need any mind. Yeah. You're a grown woman. <laughs> I know, but she says she's been. I mean, my sister and I had a tough few years. My sister had a baby that was sick there in the last two years, and I had a marriage breakup, and she was like brilliant for us. Do you know what I mean? She was brilliant. Who do you so. turn to in times of crisis but your mammy? Isn't it true? Yeah, and she's just, she's just amazing. She's just, no matter what, she's always there. Do you know, uh, that kind of way. And what's, and your, mom's, what's your mom's name? Catherine. Catherine Yelverton. Is she a cork girl? She is, yeah, yeah. From Balzihan. Are you going to do anything special for her on Sunday? We're taking her out for dinner. Uh, we're going to uh, the Maldron. So we're going out. Um, yeah, we're going to take her out for dinner. Okay, well, she sounds like so. one in a million to me. I'm just trying to squeeze as many calls in. We'll do a couple of draws in a few minutes' time for some flowers and things. So hang in there for that. But let me just talk to Michelle. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Niall. I wish, I, I wish I had more time, actually. I always run out of time for stories yeah. like these. There are so many of them. But tell me about your ma'am. So I'm actually calling to nominate um, my fiance. The she is the other mother to our daughter. Oh, hang on a second. I'm a man now. You'll have to slow down because I get confused. <laughs> S- start that again. <laughs> so I'm I'm calling. It's to, your partner, um, Deirdre. You're nominating my partner, Deirdre. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, because she ha- she's has been my rock for the last number of years. Um, four years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer and. After seven surgeries, I had my final one last July, and then in uh, October, my mum became unwell and was diagnosed with cancer in November. Is that here? Uh, Are you getting an American here. accent? Is that back in America? Uh, that was no, no. It was here. Uh, she's a Dublin woman, and she had a pain in her back, and she went to the doctor, and they did a few scans, and three days later, she was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And she died in the hospital on the 20th of December in a COVID ward. Um, 
and it was very sudden and my partner has just been my rock. We were due to get married actually four weeks from today and I've postponed it because I just can't face into it without my mum yet. I know. Um, oh, that's tragic. You know, but she is just... She's, she has gotten she has gotten me through so much. She's gotten her family through so much. She got me through my own breast cancer diagnosis. She is getting me through the loss of my mum. And she is just an incredible mum to our daughter. And I just wanted to acknowledge that because she's just wonderful. Because it's, it's so raw, isn't it? I mean, yeah, she passed right. away last week. The 28th of December. December, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the 28th of December. She went, she had, like, we were up with her for Halloween and we were carving pumpkins and, you know, we, she was fine. And no, she had I, no I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it just said on the screen here last week, it's December. And, well, yeah, that's no, okay. I, yeah, um, yeah. And she, yeah, she just had a pain in her back and she went in and they did a scan and they thought it was kidney stones. And then they did another one and... It, yeah, she came out of the hospital on the night of the toy show. Um, my brother was able to get back from New York, and we all watched the toy show together, and she went back in six days later, and the day that she was due to be transferred to a hospice, she tested positive for COVID, and they couldn't take her. She was moved into a COVID ward, and we were with her when she passed away. Thank God it wasn't this time last year, because we would not have been allowed to be in the room. I know, I know, um, I know. I know. But Dee is, and Mother's Day has always been such a special day in our home because Freya has two mommies, you know, and it's always just... Freya, your daughter, isn't that right? Yes, yes, we have a nine-year-old and, you know, she, (sighs) she's really looking forward to it and she's made cards for us and I'm just trying to put my bravest face on because, you know, my mum is not here this year. I know. And I know it'll get easier. This is just the first one, but and I know Dee will get me through it. But I just wanted to acknowledge her and and just because she's just amazing. That's a beautiful thing. Sounds to me as you Thank have a you. small little happy family in spite of we your do. tragic loss. You know, we do. yeah. And we're very, very blessed that we're mothers, and we're very blessed to have what we do have. And I'm trying to focus on that and just you know see this forward and all the good things that are coming. I love all of the stories this morning. I really do. And some of the ones that we did yesterday. Uh, I'd love to offer you either some flowers, a bouquet of flowers for Deirdre, or indeed, if you'd like to go, all three of you, I'm sure I'm going to squeeze an extra plate in uh, to afternoon tea at Castle Martyr for Freya as well. What, what would you like? Oh, that would be lovely. The... The afternoon tea would be lovely. I kind of thought so you'd go for that. I, th- I kind of <laughs> thought you would. Nice little family afternoon for you. All right, enjoy it, Michelle. Oh, thank okay? you so much, now. I really appreciate it. Not thank you so much. And listen, happy Mother's Day to all of thank you. You're you. all mothers. We are. Thank you so much, Neil. Take care. Bye-bye. Back after the break. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red. Okay, and of course, it is a Free Food Friday, and we need to pick a Free Food Friday winner. And on top of that as well, I need to do Free Food Friday shout-outs and what have you. So we'll do all of those and lots more besides. Millennium Hair Care, Hair Clinic, I say, are listening this morning. Little Learners, Child Care and Cove are on board. ERA, Donnie McCarthy, Munster DG are listening. Six of them starving with their share with the neighbours. 
Morgan's Garage in Kerry Pike, Sigma Homes working hard in Grange are listening, Tesco Ballancolic, share it with all of the staff the office staff and drivers of East Coast Cork, or East Cork Oil Sugar Dolls Nail Bar in Wilton The Clothes Horse in Castle Martyr Kevin Bradley Plasterers, they're working in all weather, well it's nice weather to be working outdoors in the Model Farm Road, Plumbing Counter at Irish International Trading, Murview Laboratories in Watergrass Hill, Euro Car Parks in Ducloin are listening, MMD Construction, the finance team at Hobart, uh, AV Pound in Goulds Hill in Mallow, Rockleck Electrical Services, MMP O'Sullivan's in Ducloin, Cope Foundation in Montanati, St. Michael's in the MUH, St. Michael's Credit, sorry, St. Michael's Unit in the Mercy Hospital, Dasher Ireland down in Little Island, Northside Tires, Ballyvalan Hub, Cope Foundation, everybody at Lisnebrin Engineering, and just one or two more, the IDA Business Park are listening this morning, Rockwell Engineering, and everybody at the day service of the Brothers of Charity would love to win. So, in about three minutes' time, I'll pick a winner on that one. But I can't let this opportunity go without uh, returning to um, something that's happening um, this weekend for the first time in some time. And I'm telling you uh, all sorts of wonderful things that you can do when the sun is shining. Why not just go to the Marys? Get on the old bumper cars. Or the chairplane. Whatever you're having yourself. Because Pipers is back in Crosser. Sylvia Piper, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? That's ah, great. What's the story? Have you been away for a while? Shut for a while? No, we've been, well, we've, we shut during COVID. Yeah. We opened last July and we were open for until the end of September. And we reopened the week before Paddy's this year. And you're back in action with the sun shining we're and everything? We're back in full swing and the sun is shining and it's all great down in Crosser. And, and how are the numbers? Good? really good we've had the best Paddy's Day we had in years so it's been really really good start to the season it's very traditional though isn't it it is absolutely it is yeah it's there over 100 years on the um, on the site in Crosshaven so it's a long long time so that would have been what three generations ago maybe four yeah three three that we know of yeah yeah big family the Pipers aren't they involved yeah, in this for yeah, many many lots. years yeah lots absolutely yeah. Like, th- like through war through recessions all sorts yes. of things yeah, yeah, lots of memories down there. Yeah, it's so, my husband's family. I'm just married in, so um, yeah, we're there a long time. It's lovely. Uh, it's lovely you can't be the day at the Marys. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you can't. What have no, you got? Like the chairplanes and the bumper cars, Airplanes, bumpers, waltzer, train ride, <laughs> kitty ride, slides. Yeah, lots and lots. What about the go. toffee apples and the candy floss? We've candy floss. We've ice cream. <laughs> we've everything. <laughs> It just came into my head, the Marys, when I saw the sunshine. You know, I was thinking, what would be better to do across the weekend than head to the Marys? Why not? It's lovely, especially with the sun shining. It's just amazing. It's a lovely place to be. Okay, what, what are your opening times this weekend? We open every day. Well, at the weekend, we open at 2 o'clock and we open until the last person needs the ground as such. And hopefully for Easter, we'll be open day times. And then from July, we'll be open full time. Ah, fantastic. we got to keep the Marys going. Is there yeah, a chipper? Usually so. usually after a visit to the Mary's, it's out then for a bag of chips. Is that possible? Absolutely, and there's a great chipper in Crosshaven. <laughs> Fantastic one. Yeah, All right. Can't beat it. Sitting uh, on the wall with your chips listening to the music. Well, I think we've sorted out a lot of families' weekend plans then. Fair play. That's great, Neil. Thank See you, you so Sylvia. Much All the best. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. One of Ireland's oldest fun fairs. Something for the weekend, as the fella said. Now, our free food Friday winner for this week happens to be all of the hard 
hardworking staff at the plumbing counter at Irish International Trading on the Tremor Road. I don't know how many are in the plumbing department, but there's a lot of other counters and different departments there, so you'll easily fit, fit, or feed 15 or more. So I can't actually go through everything you'll get, but wonderful starters, chicken wings, chicken skewers, beef skewers, then all of the mains are the chicken wraps and the chicken pitters and the beef burgers, the salted fries and the rice, and you'll even get to build your own cheesecake, so good luck with that. Now, we have, I think we've got one or two prizes left, which I'll get to do off air because I'm clean out of time. One or two of the um, maybe afternoon. I think we may have just one afternoon to you left. Flowers are done. Emma and Sarah and two Sarahs actually. Freya, Donna uh, and Katie, Rob Heffernan's partner down in the house and we've afternoon tea done already for Colette and to Michelle. So I'm going to drill through some of the last emails and texts off the air and I'll tell you who the winners are on Monday. But I want to say thank you so much to Shannon Flowers for being on board this morning and a big thank you to everybody at afternoon at uh, Castle Marcher for pro- providing us with the, the afternoon teas. This is um, everything and anything you'd expect on an afternoon tea table, including the Prosecco. And it's a beautiful, beautiful place to visit, particularly when the sun is shining. Our lines will stay open on 0868104106. You can email neil at redfm.ie. I wish I had more time. What I can't get to this morning, we'll pick on Monday. I'll pick up on Monday. Enjoy the sunshine and I'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.